Welcome. Oh, boy. Uh, we're um, we're live. We have a very fun show to do. Um, right. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Excited for tonight. This is a this is a fun one that we've got tonight. A fun show. Can't believe we're yeah. two sleeps away from the draft, man. Seriously, it's absolutely just insane. It's actually here. My wife's actually, I got a baby on the way, due May 1st, and I'm like, fingers crossed that it doesn't happen on draft night. Really? <laughs> well, if, if it's the first if it's the first round, you get like, what, 10 minutes between picks? That's like two contractions. You're fine. Yeah, man. That's yeah, good exactly. point. <laughs> exactly. can't believe we uh, just talked about that um, in graphics in terms of contractions. Um, all right. Well, where, uh, where was I? So... You're here, you know. Make sure to like, leave a comment, uh, subscribe to the channel, uh, hit the notifications bell, uh, do the monetization stuff, um, put comments in the chat. Otherwise, bad things will happen. Um, I have insults prepared. Uh, so, unless you want the Tyler Comedy Hour, put questions in the chat. Um, and yeah, this week, very exciting. It's in the comment, uh, the comment, the description at the bottom of the show. We have the NFL Draft live shows Thursday and Friday. Uh, should be very exciting. Um, sorry, Ryan. We started without you. I was late, too. Good. Technology got the best. Yeah, you know, technology is um, is kind of a little bit of a bitch sometimes. They said, they said here, it's your first time setting up bit. your computer. Like, come on now. I've had this yeah. computer forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, and you know, it's uh, what a water we're going to wade into at the beginning of this show. This is going to be an interesting one. You know, it's always bad when I start this way. This one is not bad, I don't think. I will say, you know, the people on Twitter or anywhere else. Uh oh, we're already off a bad start. This is <laughs> not going to be a this. good one. This <laughs> is not going to be a good first. one. Okay. It's good for me. I I, mean, I I don't I don't really care. You know, the people on Twitter or anywhere else who argue for the wanting to say offensive things. I never get it. Whoa. I never get it. I don't get it. Why? Why would people want to be able to say offensive things? I, I don't really understand. You know, it comes up as someone who gets thousands of notifications a day. It comes up in my timeline often. And, and, you know, I don't always say something about it because if I responded to every offensive thing I saw in my notifications, that would be all I did. You know, I would have no, I would have nothing else to do. That would, I could have a, take my whole day to just do that. But I just feel as if, you know, there are certain terms that are, yeah, there are certain terms I feel are not things we should say you know, in today's society, things I think we've moved a little bit past, you know, uh, things that might've been okay uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe obviously maybe they shouldn't have been, but you know, they were socially accepted then. And I think rightfully we've moved past some of those things. And I would just suggest that, you know, while, you know, obviously I, I try to be fiery and, and myself on this show, fiery, I try to avoid certain things, especially offensive terms, uh, you know, because there's a reason why this community is not particularly welcoming 
to anyone different. You know, it's it's and I, I say that on a show with five white guys. So maybe I'm maybe I'm not helping. Maybe I could work on that. Honestly, I think I could work on that. I've, I've tried, but I, I definitely could do better. Um, but, you know, there's a reason because of some of these things that people who are different don't really feel welcome in the fantasy football community. I just encourage people to realize, especially those of you with larger platforms, that your words have an impact and maybe just careful what you say. Um, I love what you're saying, but I, I think I missed something on Twitter today. Did I miss something? Well, you didn't miss anything. I, I just made, I made something out of, I chose today to talk about it, but I could have chosen any day. If this happens in my Twitter every day. Um, yeah, uh, that's it. uh, Patrick talked about that. Ultimately, Um, it feels like it's, it's lazy use of the English, English language. There's so many other words you can use. There's so many other ways to get your point across. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I just think that, you know, we are better than that um, overall. And I just would encourage, uh, you know, people to do their, their best. Um, and, and no one says I'm perfect. I'm I'm not, you know, I said it earlier on Twitter. I'm, I'm not the nicest person on planet Earth. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the mean side. I definitely will own it. I am one of the... I'm more mean than nice. I, 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 I get it. You know, I'm pretty kind, not particularly nice. And it's, it's something I've tried to work on my whole life. It's tough. It's tough when it's not the thing that comes naturally to you. Plus, you're in New York City, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> that, that, and that's probably part of it. I mean, part of it is from <laughs> I'm from New York City. Like, I wasn't, you know, what, what I think of as whatever normal other people probably think of as pretty rude. Um you know, I, and I promise if there are fantasy questions in the chat, I will talk about them. I do have a show sheet for today. I know Patrick had a, something he wanted to talk about. We were going to talk about that. Can, can I start um, with the big news of the day, though? Yes, yes. Why you don't know you exactly what I'm going to say. I do. Well, why don't that you start with that? stinking Reddit post for Will Can Levis. you explain to the people exactly what uh, – because I was – I tried to look it up. I was a little confused. So I was very as well. What so Reddit, Reddit post, post – uh, I don't know. The guy's first post, I don't know if you saw, is that the guy that played the Joker is getting recast as the Joker. So apparently he thought that was more important. I saw someone tweet that out. But so apparently this guy knows Will Levis or, or Gal. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We, who knows? knows? It was anonymous. Who knows? We who have knows? no idea. We have no idea. So they tweeted out that Will Levis is definitely going number one. I talked to him. He talked to me. And that just started the, the money rolling in on Will Levis at 40 to one. And here we are at four to one or seven to one or whatever we are at now, because the market's ever moving. I, I still think Bryce Young is locked in number one. Yes. Bryce is number one, but this will Levis team. It just shows you how manipulative the, the NFL draft markets are for betting. I've been a big proponent of this for a while. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if will Levis like went two or three though. Like no. I, I think I wouldn't be shocked, but if he's the second quarterback off the board, I, I think if the Colts move up, that's a legitimate potential too. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. That the NFL and the drafts are the easiest way to make money gambling. You that's think a, so? That's a, that's a whole other. Well, Paul, why don't you tell uh, the people Trey, about some money you've made gambling? We I can't. Hear about I, I can't. I can't gamble on the draft because my yeah. state's terrible. But I was in on uh, Trayvon Walker weeks I don't before, think I like can either. eight to one, like. 
he was like eight or nine to one a couple weeks before the draft. Everyone's like, oh, the Jags are going to draft Trayvon Walker. And it happened. And like, there, there's so many things. I, I hate, I hate my state for that, but Will Levis is going to be, I don't know. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to emphasize that, but I, I got nothing. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. You guys have any predictions for this Thursday night? Cause. Oh man. Well, I think, I think there's a very real chance that Minnesota trades up for a quarterback. A lot of smoke there. I think that's I think that's something that is really, really like I think that's something that's really possible. Like Kirk Cousins, they have no commitment to him for the future. Twenty twenty four, he is a free agent. Like, why not try to move on to the future? Like, I because I, I think I think one of these quarterbacks could fall in this draft. I feel like three might go in the top five, and then one of them might just slip. And I think right now that name for me might be C.J. Stroud. And I actually think Cedar Stroud could fall all the way to down to 10, and the Eagles would trade back with Minnesota, get an extra 2024 first, and then draft Cedar Do you think that's a little bit of smoke, though? Do you think it's – I stopped kind of listening to the news, I feel like, two weeks before the draft. Yeah, I feel like this yeah there's been a lot. Smoke. It's been mostly smoke and rumors, but, like, big things happen on draft day. I mean, it just makes sense for the Vikings to do. It, it does make sense for the Vikings to try to do it. Like, it would, it would just line up. I would personally, I would want to keep Kirk Cousins and maybe draft somebody in 2024 instead, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did this. It would like, it would be logical for them to do. Try yeah, to kind of back the future. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I could see it more in 2024 because that team's still positioned to, I mean, their defense is pretty terrible, but they're oh, still yeah. in a position to make a run in a pretty weak NFC still. I mean, you look at all the quarterback landscape, it's all skewed to the AFC. So I feel like Kirk it's Cousins is good enough to get it done. Uh, but if they like a guy like an Anthony Richardson and he falls and they could let him sit for a year behind Kirk Cousins, that, that might make sense. Yeah, but hold on, like, look, like, look, listen to this. Like one of, so I have a list of quarterbacks here. So it's Sam Howell, Daniel Jones, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, and whoever Carolina drafts. One of those quarterbacks is guaranteed a playoff spot. Sam Howell. One of them. <laughs> Same hell. One Jordan Love, baby. One of them is guaranteed a plan, a playoff spot. One of them. Like, Absolutely. it's just insane. And then when and then you look at the AFC side, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, assuming he stays in Baltimore, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, and Rodgers. One of them is guaranteed to miss the playoffs. That's how, that's, that's, how it is. that's how skewed it is right now. It's just absolutely insane. You can even, like, on the AFC side, Sean Watson's on that list, too. You can throw to Sean Watson on there, too. Like, he, he's there. I just didn't put him on that list. Like, he can, like... It's just Isn't it crazy insane. how far he has fallen if he didn't even make the list? He didn't even make my list. I think all those quarterbacks are better than him. To be quite I, was, I was thinking about Deshaun Watson earlier today and was like, why is he still as highly ranked in Dynasty valuation? I just don't get with, it. And I didn't have the time today to go through and go through of who had higher points per game than he did last year. Because it's it's pretty abysmal Dude, how bad he was. He was straight up awful. He was really bad. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett and, was, and people was still, an upgrade. I'd, I'd much rather have Kyler coming off an ACL oh, injury than Deshaun Watson. But that's not that's not consensus. I have no idea why. I have why Kyler 12 picks apart from Watson. In a overall super flex, I have like, been back to back with Watson ahead, so I guess I don't agree. Yeah, no, I Sean Watson's down at the end of the second for me in a 12 it's, team league. It's, it's that half a year with that guaranteed half a year missed nope. with the coach who has you know those videos out there that people love to meme. And 
that organization is just in a free fall. So I don't. Yeah, I, I have a whole other list of problems with Kyler Murray. It's the list is very long. Oh, it's there's a big, a big list. Oh yeah, big Kyler problem. problem. A big problem. I I really feel like the biggest problem is his attitude. A big problem. I think that's a big problem. It's really it doesn't work for me. From I, day one, that Dan Patrick interview was like one of the most cringe interviews I've ever seen when he was trying to get him to like commit. Are you playing baseball? Are you playing football? If you guys remember that, and it was just like. It was the most awkward interview. I don't even know why he agreed to the show. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, hit. He he has a bunch of problems. I mean, Deshaun Watson has a long list of problems. You know, yeah. I'd rather go another way. You know, I'd rather have some other uh, someone better as my QB one in a superflex. Don't really want those guys. Just too many problems. I'm coming in oh, yeah, with I problems. Will. I'd rather so, just wait for like I'd rather just wait like wait for Bryce Young or Shea Stroud or Tua at that point. I'd rather just wait yeah. for one of them. So it's interesting. I just did a quick check of average fantasy points per games in 2022, and you, Deshaun Watson was sitting there at around 22nd. It's actually further even more than that if you take away the guys that only got a couple starts. But even Carson Wentz had more fantasy points per game than Deshaun Watson, which Ew. that's saying something. So. Ew. So, uh, Ryan, since this is your first time on the show, there's also multiple Ryans, but we'll work with that. It's not other Ryan's first time on the show. Um, why don't you tell the people a little bit about you? Because I suspect that my audience is not familiar with you at all. Sure, yeah. Um, I've been kind of in the fantasy industry for a very long time. I did my first draft back in 1995 as a young kid with my pops, um, and I've been into it and hooked ever since. I've been doing draft write-ups since I was in high school. And uh, actually got a chance to do some consulting work with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, doing some analysis on wide receivers and uh, just never stuck long term in, in the league or doing anything there. But it's stayed a passion with me and uh, definitely do a lot of draft analysis and I'll, you know, grade over 100 plus prospects every year and, and do pretty in-depth uh, deep dives into the film. So um, definitely love, love the draft. It's like my, my favorite time of the year. And uh yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit of my background, a little bit of an analytics side, a little bit of a, a film side. But uh, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. If you're in the chat and you want to ask questions, I, I do appreciate everyone who, who does that. I am debating big debate as to the future of this uh, format. Um, I will say that if there are continuously no questions in the live chat, the show won't be live anymore. So if you. You know, it'll still exist, but it'll be recorded. I'm, I'm going back and forth. You know, a lot of decisions are, are being made, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. I've been busy, if you've noticed, on the YouTube channel. I've been busy. I, I made uh, the Patreon question show, which I think was very good. I think it was very good. I think it was the best video I've done in a long time, by far. I accomplished a lot in... 17 minutes. I think I answered a lot of questions. It was very good. I think it was some of my best, legitimately one of the best. It's I'm surprised it's been the least viewed of that series because I actually think it's the best one. I think it's the best one. I think it's the one where I covered the most uh, in the least amount of time. So I think it's very efficient. If you're interested in like a nice strategy watch, that one is very good. And then I covered the Jameson Williams and Aaron Rodgers news in short videos. Those were like five, six minutes each. And I plan to see more of those. We're going to see more of those with only one long live stream a week. Typically, I blocked out like pretty much everything from Sunday night to like Wednesday morning of like recording anything because uh, we just talk about it on the shows. 
but now that there's only one long show, uh, expect to see more of that short uh, style content from me. Um, so just look for that. And that's why you need to hit the notifications bell on the channel. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I did have some news. We do have some about. news. Yeah. So the first piece of news is about Trey Lance, who apparently uh, the 49ers, they have had many different statements this week about whether they're trading him or not. But what what do we think? Do we think Trey Lance is going to be there or not going to be there? They've got I, – I mean, I don't know if he stays or not, but they have no confidence in him. It's very clear by the transactions they've been doing. It's very clear with everything that's been going on. It's very clear with the reports and the rumors and everything that they don't have confidence in him at all. It's very clear. Like the, it's like all the offseason reports have been Brock Purdy's the leader for the start, like leader for the starting job. And like there was a there was a moment where Brock Purdy, I can't remember, he was at a sporting event and the crowd just er, like crowds would erupt for him, like all the time. They're just like crowd like the San Francisco 49ers fans clearly want Brock Purdy. The GMs have all said like yes, we want Brock Purdy. He's gonna be our starter. There was even a quote from like John Lynch. I can't remember the exact quote, but he it said he Brock Purdy's earned the job to start. Like, like it's it, right now. It's Purdy's job to lose, and I think they have no confidence anymore in Trey Lance. I think the video. I, I, mean, I would think he would end up being traded, but yeah, he's just not going to start for the 49ers. Yeah, the video that okay, was was him without his brace, giving a, giving a big wave to the to the yeah. fans, and that was huge for where his uh, progression has gone from, yeah. from the surgery. And I, I really like that for I like that for him. I like that we're seeing that he's on track. He's and the fact that the 49ers are even considering trading Trey Lance shows that they're confident that Brock Purdy will start week one. Because if they didn't have confidence Brock Purdy would be starting week one, like they don't they have, they have Sam Darnold. Like they like they're not gonna I, be like aggressive, like they're gonna be fielding calls for Lance if if uh, Brock Purdy's not healthy. I'd rather have Sam Darnold start week one if Brock oh, Purdy's wow. not ready than Trey Lance because you keep the offense the Ooh. same. You're wow. not changing things Sheesh. up for that team in the terms of oh, offensive playbook. I know, uh, I know it's that's interesting. I that, mean, that, that is that, that is that's true. A straight, that's true. a straight NFL what is best for business for the NFL. Kyle Shanahan could make Sam Darnold look decent enough. And with that top defense, Good. they'll win week one. Can that They're run really game good. be something special with Trey Lance and McCaffrey, though? No. <laughs> it could. It could. <laughs> But good. I'm a big Trey Lance guy. guy. I don't trust a guy that's oh. has thrown less than 400 like college and NFL passes after oh. multiple years in college and two years in the pros. Well, he really only played one full season in college. He didn't really get to play that much. Yeah, the COVID he year, played, they played, had that one game showcase basically where they got to like yeah. manufacture games. And he didn't look good for Trey Lance. And he didn't look good in that game. He didn't look fan. No, he did not look great. But, I mean, it's only but one game. You can't really. He's also he also played F- FCS. Yeah, There's a lot school. of guys that could have little competition been been made to look really good in FCS that just were terrible in the NFL. I I jokingly uh, put Anthony Richardson's stats next to Denard Robinson's best year at. Michigan. I saw that. That was funny. <laughs> and everyone's like, Patrick yeah, was I definitely would have wanted Denard Robinson there." But imagine what Denard Robinson would have done at an FCS school. He probably would have been pretty good. Yeah, probably would have been oh, pretty yeah. good. Probably would have shown a lot of potential in one year and one showcase game. 
could have maybe been picked number three overall. <laughs> and then never made anything in the league. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not good, man. Ryan, do you want to defend yourself <laughs> right I, now? You know, I mean, I, I look at oh, we up. say we yeah, we talk here. about we we talk about a little bit how you know Trey Lance hasn't thrown that many passes, and I, I get that piece of it, but. I mean, Brock Purdy started five games, and if you look at the competition he played against in the NFC when he played those five games, it's not like he went up against like the most amazing competition. And I feel like games. he did win the playoff game. I I, I do get games. that, and I think that's why, to me, if I'm John Lynch, I'm saying yeah. exactly what he's saying. He's earned the right to come in and be be the starter. He hasn't lost a game. If I'm the GM, though, I'm not moving Lance because a UCL injuries are not something that are easily recoverable. So I, I'm not, A, I'm not sold on Brock Purdy to begin with. B, put the, the injury on top of it. You lose me a little bit. But on top of it, you know, you have a very cheap quarterback room with two rookie contracts. So why not run with it? And so I, I do think that Trey Lance is a much higher ceiling than Sam Darnold. I think we've seen Sam Darnold plenty oh, yeah. and it, it's almost yeah. like the Nate Peterman like enough is enough you like you've seen him enough you know what he is I don't know if I would say that he's Nathan Peterman, no he's not Nate Peterman know. no I agree but I'm just saying like That's we've harsh. seen enough to know that I don't think we're looking at like the next great starter in Sam Darnold right I think right. Trey Lance hasn't necessarily been given that chance and I think he could be if you run a power run offense or a, a team that's predicated on the run I still think he could be very successful and if I look at what Kyle Shannon has done in the past with guys like Robert Griffin, who couldn't read a defense when he came into the NFL. And basically his Baylor offense was count how many guys are on this side on the field and how many guys are here. Okay, I know where the ball is going to go. And very predicated offense. If he could have success with that and have the the Redskins at that time, now now commanders were you know, one of the best teams in all of NFL that year. So I feel like Trey Lance still has a very high ceiling. I think his ceiling is actually higher than Brock Purdy's. Um, and I feel like you know, if, I'm is, a, yeah. if I'm a GM, I'm looking and I'm, I'm round two. And if the 49ers are looking to move, I would pull the trigger on him in a heartbeat. I, I still think Trey Lance is a lot of upside and is very raw and just needs that time to develop. But I think that's a great situation for him in San Francisco with Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and, and Debo and they're loaded. And I think if he's going to be successful anywhere with that offensive line too, and his, his ability to just take over a run game, um, he doesn't have to be the most efficient passer to have that offense humming. So I get the trust in Purdy off of what he's done. I don't think I'd be dealing Lance though. Yeah. And I want to give Ryan some credit here because as much as I like, as much as I like, you know, just bash Trey Lance, like I still have him. Um, you I didn't still have bash him. Trey Lance. What? I wasn't bashing Trey Lance. You, they, I mean, you, we didn't, not compared to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, you definitely bashed him Trey Lance. But no, do the people like, want it. I can give it to them. You go yeah, ahead. I'll give it to as them. much as as much as I do like talk negatively about him. Like I still have Trey Lance over uh, Brock Purdy dynasty. I still would rather have Trey Lance because obviously like he was talking about the upside for fantasy purposes specifically and for NFL purposes because of his physical tools. But for fantasy too, it's like the upside is so much more there with Brock Purdy. You're not getting a running quarterback. And given what we saw in his rookie year, I don't like I don't want to say he can't break out and step up but I just don't see the passing volume or the insane touchdown rate coming for him because that's what he's going to need to be a really successful fantasy quarterback. Like, cause he doesn't run and he's not going to get insane amount of passing volume. He's going to need such a high touchdown rate and we don't know how talented he really is. So Brock Purdy's upside in fantasy is just very little. So I'd still rather have Trey Lance and dynasty to Ryan's point. 
But uh, I, I just don't have like the only team who have seen the like because Trey Lance haven't really played many NFL games. The only team that has really seen Trey Lance play is the 49ers and they have shopped calls. They, they, they have fielded calls for him, been looking to trade him and have said Brock Purdy's the starter after six games and he's a seventh round rookie. Like if you're willing to do that as an NFL GM, like if you're showing that you're willing to do that, all that. I just don't, I don't want to trust Trey Lance. I just don't, it's just it's so clear that they don't trust him. So I don't want to either. When you trust someone, you don't talk about that you were interested in trading them. Yeah, you, you don't. don't talk about don't. trading you, them. You, when you don't. you don't talk about trading your starting quarterback, but he's not the starting quarterback. And you know, we know the problem is that there's really in life, you know, you get a lot of people who have a lot of failure and a lot of people. And I always say Uh-oh. this, you, Uh-oh. the problem is that people just reinvest in more failure and then they get comfortable with failure. You become the Carolina Panthers. You get comfortable with failure. You recycle retreads. We look, we look at the Indianapolis Colts years of failure, recycling failure over and over and thinking it would change anything. So the 49ers are going to do something different. There's been a lot of failure. But now they're going to move on to a success. They're going to move on to Brock Purdy, and there's going to be success instead of failure. And there's, I, no, I, there's no heart to that, but you know, I um, I'm doing my best. I'm I'm not wearing my 49ers outfit. I'm wearing my Lions outfit. Um, you know, as the Lions may trade for Trey Lance. That's what I said here. It says it right fit. here. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, let, let me get to a few of these questions. Uh, this one I think is the most important um, from Coop. He says that you're dropping in to say that you're all current heroes. Well, I don't know about that. I think Twitter would probably say that I'm a villain. But uh, and future legends, I'm already a legend. Thank you. <laughs> I'm already a legend. I'm past my prime. I don't think I'm a future legend. If I'm not a legend now, I'm not going to be. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I think I deserve a spot in my own fantasy football hall of fame where I'm the only member. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm my favorite, you know, I always say I'm my favorite fantasy football analyst. Uh, Never change, you know, never change. There's some, nothing has changed since I started doing this in 2019. Nothing has changed. Um, all right. Let's, let's look here. 12 teams to flex, start nine, had Fields and Lawrence, and then what? I don't know, whatever. Traded Lawrence and Godwin for Lance, 108, 112, 24 first and 205. Trade feels even worse in light of your Lance convo. Well, uh, yeah. Sorry. Ooh, feels light. It feels very light to me. I, the values with, with Lawrence. It is definitely. It is. Definitely. Just kind of depends on where that 24 first ends up because, you know, three ones. Yeah. But Lawrence is definitely the centerpiece of that trade, but I don't, I don't hate it as much as you guys probably do because I do still believe in Lance. Uh, You could even argue that that Lawrence and Godwin are the two most valuable pieces of this trade. Yeah. I like, you could argue that. Like you could argue that. Like, Apparently, this is true. I've never heard that before. I will say, um, 
If you're trading away a premium quarterback in Superflex, though, you don't want to do that. And if you yeah, do no. it, if you do it, you better get you have everything. to get a, a good overpay. And this is not an overpay. So we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Uh let's see. What do you guys think of running back Roshan Johnson? Well, okay. So I just wrote an article for DLF. I'm gonna post it here. Um a view from the 101, just coincidentally. It's kind of a view series. I, this is actually the last one in the series. Starting from a three-round rookie mock, and uh, each article is for the three picks. So this article covers the 101, 201, 301. Coincidentally, obviously Bijan is the 101, but Roshan Johnson just happened to be the 301 in this exercise. I didn't make the ADP. You know, it was a sign play, but whatever. So it's interesting to talk about Roshan Johnson in comparison to Bijan Robinson in the same article. Um. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. We don't know, to be honest with you, how good he is. We don't know. He had actually was decent as a freshman in 2019. He was pretty good. For a freshman to do what he did at a school like Texas, a true freshman is actually very good for Roshan Johnson. The problem is that essentially he was sidelined for the best running back prospect we've seen in years, and he probably should have transferred. And he didn't. Yeah, he should have. He should have yeah, transferred. The thing is with Roshan, like, obviously, like, we haven't been able to see much of him because of Bijan just taking over, and you can't really blame him there. I mean, it's Bijan. Like, it's, it's Bijan. You can blame Ron. him for not transferring. You can blame him for not transferring, but when you look at if he's stuck on the team, you can't really blame him because it's Bijan. You, you know, well, you can. not going to work for Roshan. You can say that it shows a lack of judgment that he didn't transfer. You know, but at the same time, it shows at the same time it shows commitment. To the team. I'm talking talent wise. I'm mostly saying like talent wise. When you talk about oh, he didn't get to play much, he's not talented. No, it just means that Bijan was just that elite. But Roshan, we we, we saw him in flashes. He did show a lot of flashes. He was pretty good, decently productive with the touches he got. But when I'm watching Roshan on film, the one I mean, he's so physical. He's an mate. Like he's a guy that will take a uh, like a heavy role in the NFL. He's built for it. But man, this dude has no burst or speed whatsoever. Like there is no burst when it comes to watching him play. Like I noticed no burst off the line of scrimmage, not enough in the NFL. He's going to get destroyed. Like he's going to be somebody that just, I, I think he becomes a grinder kind of back. He can pass catch all right, but with the lack of speed and the lack of burst off the line, I just, I like the NFL defenders are going to be catching him all day. Like he's just not gonna be able to get those explosive plays. So I think he's someone that has a very like a decent floor if he gets some volume, but very low ceiling. So I agree with that. I'm I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to be likely mostly out if he doesn't get the draft capital. Yeah. And I, I feel like I usually like guys that run sub four or five at running back. Yeah. I, I, I want to see some speed and explosive plays. Yeah. And I, I don't think you, you like, there's guys who haven't put up the best 40 times like a Nick Chubb or things like that in the past that, you know, have been very successful. And but we know uh, Nick Chubb was productive. Exactly. But that's he was productive and that that's yeah. a huge difference to me. So there's guys that are specially productive in college that don't hit that metric that I'm like, all right, I'll make an exception for him. I've seen it on film. I don't see that with Roshan. I don't see him being the most fluid no. runner. I feel like, you know, you mentioned the point he, he can be a receiver. They used him a little bit in the screen game, but he didn't exactly run the most in-depth route tree in the whole world. Uh, no, no, no. He was used there. And I just don't see the vision either. Like it's, it was a different running back when Bijan was on the field. And obviously he's a special kid, but it's just a little bit different to me with Roshan. I think he'll be a good special teams contributor, 
I think Hachi nailed it with like that rotational grinder kind of guy that could be your, yeah. um, you know, spell your early down back a little bit, but I'm not seeing like that special, special guy with, with Roshan. And I'm just taking a quick, I kind of like how I kind of, I don't know how much I'm trying to think of like their sizes. I don't think they're exactly some other size, but kind of like how Brian Robinson is for Washington right now. That's a bit just, of a, gr- that's the name I had. Like he Brian does, Robinson he doesn't even have that. He doesn't no. have that. No, I he agree. doesn't have that. Brian Robinson actually took a significant number of carries at some point in college. Roshan Johnson is. He did. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just saying like. No, but they have nothing in common. Like, I really don't see a comparison between those two players at all. To be honest with you. Brian Robinson, I think, is someone you can trust with. uh, The passing game is weak. I think he could do it, but he landed on a team where it it wasn't going to be used that way. But as a prospect, I think he's someone you could have trusted with a large workload to not hurt you. Roshan Johnson, I don't I, I don't care how big he is. He is not prepared. I mean, when you're un, uh, you come in unprepared. I mean, after four years of not having much of a workload in college, I just don't see how that prepare. It doesn't prepare you to have a large workload at the NFL level. So I just think he's coming in unprepared. Whereas Brian Robinson had his last season, he took a very large workload. He's totally prepared for that. So that, that's my issue with Roshan Johnson. I preferred Brian Robinson as a prospect last year, uh, and, and I think I'm going to continue with that preference. For me, Roshan Johnson's fine. I mean, he's one of those players where I'm like, oh, whatever. I mean, he's a whatever player. There's a lot of these in this draft. Um, you know, him, Israel Abanaconda, Zach Evans, uh, Kendra Miller for me. I don't say it. Whatever. Tank Bigsby. <laughs> Lately. <laughs> last two years. Not not a fan. <laughs> uh, those, those, those players there. The NFL's Sean Tucker who I just dropped off the map in my rankings. I feel so bad for that kid. I, I feel bad yeah. for him. So, you know, I feel I can win. feel bad for him, but I want to win. I want to win. I mean, I want to win. So I don't care if I like, yeah, it sucks. But in terms of dynasty, I don't care. I want to win. So I want to take the players that are going to help me win. And I, I understand it's like a, a tough story and it's been like a kind of a rough road for him. But I also like, a lot of those things about him and the heart condition and all that are just rumors. There's a lot of it's very unconfirmed. I mean, it's, well, people are saying this, and it's very suspicious timing. It's coming out like two days before the draft. It's kind of suspicious. Uh, let's see where he goes in the NFL draft. I think that's going to decide on Sean Tucker. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors, and rumors – we can't confirm or deny really any of this stuff. We, I don't have his medical tests, so I don't feel that bad for him. I mean, he's going to be, at the end of the day, he's going to be drafted to play football in the NFL most, more than likely. So I don't feel so bad for him. He, he, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, he, he's going to be drafted to be a professional in like something that, you know, most people is their dreams. So I don't, I don't feel that bad for someone going from the first to the fourth round, if that makes sense. I like what you said. You said there's a bunch of kind of like just guys that you're fine with. And I I feel like that's the case. And I feel like we're trying to push some of these running backs up into a higher tier, just wanting that, you know, running back landscape to get a little better than it's been. I agree. I I do agree that there's a lot of like mad running backs in this class that the only reason that I'll be drafting them for fantasy is that they get draft capital in the NFL, which I don't know how many I see that for. But I love I I do love when he said Kendrick Miller I started to laugh because I'm <laughs> I I am personally the the biggest Kendrick Miller fan like 
out there. There's nothing there. I, there's really nothing there. I've looked. There's nothing there. There's nothing. It's just a snooze fest. I don't see it. Sorry. What I worry about with wow. Kendrick Miller is, you know, I want to see more decisiveness when he's hitting the hole because the vision, it's not bad, but it's like, it, it's not, it's not what you want to see in a top lead back. So I don't see it from that perspective as like a starter. Uh, I think the one thing he does get, and this is kind of interesting when you talk about a fantasy side is like, we're in a time where if you can have, if you can be a big play explosive running back and you know, you, you're in a lot of timeshares in the NFL, if you can be that guy that can, you know, be that explosive back that can hit that top gear and have that big play at any time you touch the ball. I think there's some value there, but I just don't see him being like a lead back for a team getting enough volume where he would be relevant. I mean, the only, the, the three guys that I really like, and it's funny because one of the names that a lot of people like isn't on there, but like obviously Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, and I, I love uh, Tyson Spears. I think he's a special running back and, uh, you know, he's, he's very high. He's my third ranked running back. Oh, tell me class. more about that. Tell me more about what, allegedly special things he does i don't i don't see any of that so tell me more about that all right so i what i like about him is i feel like he is scheme agnostic right and i i saw someone post this and it was a great stat and confirmed it but like you know he had a split of 112 zone carries and 117 gap design carries in 2022 so you're not looking at a guy that's like a system fit and i feel like if you look at the a way he made people miss in the open field and you know the routes that he ran in the run in the in the passing game, I feel like there's enough on tape there for me to be very intrigued. And I think like with the ability to break tackle, the explosiveness, that combination of making people miss in the open field, I feel like other than Bijan and Jameer Gibbs, I feel like he's got the highest ceiling. So I've seen games where, you know, he puts on these like highlight reel plays that intrigue me. And, you know, I don't see that in everybody else in this class. So there's enough there for me to be in, to say, hey, like I'd invest the draft capital in him versus like a Kendra Miller, like you talked about, where I just don't see anything special on tape. Well, the problem I have with Tajay Spears is that if you're going to play in a lower level of competition, that's fine to play in a lower level of competition. What I don't like, what I don't like, is that he played two years in this lower level of competition and there was an injury in the second year and the first year. And then... It came in the year three, all of a sudden we did something. I don't like that. If you're going to play at a lower of level competition, I would like that. I, I think, you know, you should be able to break out immediately. And then even year three was, was fine, but it wasn't the kind of workload that I'm looking for. And then it took, of course, year four, playing in the, you know, at Tulane against lesser competition at 21 years old. Of course he ran over everyone. Of course, of course, you know, of course he, he better. If he's even going to be anything in the NFL, you better look like the best running back ever. You better. He did do it. But I, I worry about that a little late, you know, for that level of competition. I, I worry that, about that late breakout. A little late, but just a, just a couple other, like, like when I look at running backs, I look at that, like that foot speed in that, in that short spaces. And I feel like, you can kind of, that's where I kind of look at is like, who's the elite back and who's not. That's where I worry about someone like a Charbonnet. Cause I don't feel like he has that athleticism, but you know, you, you look at Spears and even when he was, if you look at his four years of his, his average yards per carries, he's not getting the volume, but it's six yards per carry, 7.4 yards per carry. Then he tore his ACL 6.7, 6.9. So he's, he's consistently put up 
solid production, even when he's had that limited production. But I hear you. You didn't see him break out and have that like 100 plus 200 plus carry season until he got later in his career there. So I do see the the piece there, but you got someone that's, you know, at least led the team in rushing for two straight years. And I feel like there's enough there for me to like it versus the other guys where I'm like, ah, he's probably just a guy. At least there's something there that I'm seeing that I'm like, okay, that's, that's a unique skill set that these other guys I don't think have. Well, I included him in, I didn't include him in the meh group. I mean, he's my uh, RB five. So I don't, I don't dislike Tajay Spears. Spears. Yeah. He's my five as well. Uh, Zach Charbonnet to me is is the one that I I do like more Uh, because to me, he essentially what I would say is you just go back to if I told you, let's say I told you that you were going to make a pick at the 110 in Superflex, which is where Zach Charbonnet is going. And I told you now you would get 2019 to 2022 of David Montgomery. I told you. That's what you were going to get. How does that sound at the 110 in Superflex? Good or bad? Overall, how does that sound? Sounds pretty good. I'll take it. Sounds pretty good. Actually, looking at the historical hit rate of the 110, that would be very good. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) That would be a very good return. That'd be good. That's what Zach Charbonnet is. He's good at everything. Elite at nothing. Sound like someone? Sounds like David Montgomery what he is the same i mean the speed is almost the same production similar playing style similar what's the difference nothing you're just going back five years or whatever four years in youth and taking the younger guy that, that's the only difference they're gonna have similar draft capital too actually charbonnet is gonna have better draft capital montgomery was a third round pick i think charbonnet is gonna go in the late second charbonnet's locked in the second round i think i don't think it's locked but i would bet on the second I would bet on the late yes, second, and I second. have seen yes. over and over and over the Cowboys at fifty-eight for Zach Charbonnet. That's, that's been the That'd one be that I've seen. That's a good most. mix to mix with him with Pollard oh, too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I yeah, think Pollard's great, on the franchise tag for him. Pollard's on the franchise tag. If you let Pollard go after that season, like Charbonnet, what I think the plan it. would be would be to move Charbonnet along. You know, he'd actually see playing time, and then let Pollard walk and replace Pollard with. A cheap version of Pollard, which you can yes. get any year yep, exactly. in the draft or in free agency. There are a zillion of them. That would be the plan, I think. And I would be yeah. fine with that. It's a good offense, a good landing spot. Uh, and, and, you know, he would be locked in as my RB3 if he goes there. Hey, just, yeah, to, just to direct you guys, you got some good dynasty, too. I, uh, even though I love Kendrick Miller, he's my dynasty RB3 because I think he's most locked in to get draft capital over any other. Uh, Charbonnet? Charbonnet. Yeah, I, I've I think outside of Gibbs and Bijan, he's the clear-cut guy that is most likely to get round two draft capital. Yeah, I've yet to see a mock with Charbonnet outside the top 75 picks, and I've yet to see a mock with Kendra Miller inside the top 75 picks. Spears goes in the second round. Where do you put him? Oh, well, that would help. Uh, where it depends on where other this, guys go. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where other guys go. I mean, second Dude, round be ahead five. of Charbonnet. I mean, you know, let's say Charbonnet goes 58 to Dallas. You're saying what? Spears goes. What What do you want? Pick Pick your poison. I actually think Spears might end up being the third back off the board. That's why I ask. Yeah. I, well, I think, well, where do you want him to go? Okay, give me a scenario. What if he goes to the Bengals in the second round? The Bengals at 60? Oh, um, that would be. I'd stick with Charbonnet. 
Interesting. No, I like yeah, Charbonnet is a far to me. Charbonnet is a far superior prospect. They're, they're not close. I would agree. So for me to change my mind, Spears would have to go significantly ahead of him, and to probably a, a spot I like better. Additional to change my mind. Uh, Charbonnet and Spears are not in. I, I've always said the, the guy I have trouble ranking is Devon A. Chan. That's the one I have trouble with. I don't really. I, I struggle in where he falls between Charbonnet and Spears. That's what I struggle is how, where in that area does he fall? That, that has been a struggle for me. I keep going back and forth on him to be honest. And I think the draft capital is really going to be, he's a player where the, the size says, no, the size says it's not going to work. The film is good. He looks good. Uh, and the stats are there, but the size says no. So the NFL is going to break the tie uh, on Devon H. And if he gets second round draft capital, I'm going to be all in. If he falls to late third, early fourth, probably not. Yeah, and you look at the game against Bama, and that's the one where I started kind of questioning a little bit because I know it's Alabama and everybody didn't look great against Bama. Even Bijan Robinson didn't look amazing against Alabama other than that one catch he had that was deep along the sideline. I watched you know, that game for my article for, on DLF about Devon Chan. Yeah, he looked he looked terrible. He looked terrible, and that's where I, I worry. Yeah. Like one of the things that you know, I'm a, I'm a Washington Commanders fan, so obviously I, I have. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's <been laughs> very sorry. But I love what the staff said, and this is how they kind of keyed in on Brian Robinson. Was they looked at tape against the best competition and said, "How did they look against the best competition?" And Brian Robinson's a guy where we talk about, you know, he was mad, but he ended up going in the third round. Part of that is because against good competition, he shined, and I think. You know, I, I didn't see that with, with Devin HN, and I feel like that to me no, is where I started to have some questions. Is that Bama game really meant made me take a step back and say, Okay, yeah, when he's got a massive hole, he's obviously quick as lightning and he's gonna he's gonna make a big play, but it's it's a that higher tier competition that's more likely to be what he's gonna face in the NFL that had me kind of question mark. Granted, Texas AM's line wasn't one that's gonna match up against Alabama's, but it still made me kind of take that pause and that hesitation and say, Okay maybe the size concerns are legit. Yeah. I'm also a little bit concerned because he returned a bunch in college. And if the NFL wants to put him in that kind of role, he's going to flop for fantasy purposes. He could have a good NFL career, but at his size, if the NFL wants to say, put him at returner for what he, the success he had at it in college, I'd be uh that'd be, that'd be a failure for fantasy. As Tyler would say. Yeah. I mean, essentially, he needs to go somewhere with enough draft capital that says that the NFL team is going to change their running offense to suit him. Cause he I, won't, I he won't work. Happen. Yeah. He won't work. Just dropped into an offense. But we'll have to see where he goes. And I don't think he'll ever be the lead dog. Let me ask you guys a question. No, cause How he's not someone that he like, he looks good, but when you watch him play, he plays like he's like, he plays like his weight. He's not breaking tackles like one on one situation. I saw him break one. Yeah, I see, yeah. Like <laughs> one as met, you know, I will oh, say it's as many passes as I saw Darnell Washington catch in all of the highlights that were available. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean like he just like like when he, if he's met the line, like he's toast, like he's just done. He's not pushing the pile. One on one situations, one like there one thing I like one to one where he did. There was one. There was, was maybe one. Yeah, but that's there not was one play. It's better than zero. It is better than zero, but it's one play. And I like to look for running backs. I love to look at one-on-one situations. When a running back is faced off with one defender, 
what do they do? Because if they are able to win that, because they're losing those situations often, they're going to get crushed by NFL defenders. They're just going to get Spears, baby. <laughs> but if they're winning those, if they're winning those situations, you're going to have a lot of success. Like it's just a lot of success. That's one thing. It's one of the reasons I love Kendry Miller. Kendry Miller does not get brought down by one guy. He never does. He's always brought down by a village of defenders. Same thing with Hydre Spears. He's always getting around, making moves. Devon A. Chain, he's brought down so easily on one-on-one -on -one situations. I very rarely see him breaking a tackle or getting around an offender. Like, it's very rare for me when I see that on film. So that's that's one of the big reasons I'm worried about A. Chain. So, Tyler, can I ask you a quick question? Because you brought up a, a point earlier of this, and, and you were talking about how, like, the failure – you know, there's there's teams that kind of will continue that repeated cycle of failure versus the 49ers going for sec success. With well, I mean, 30. fantasy managers mostly, but go ahead. No. Mm -hmm. And this is this is a, it's relevant to this because I'm looking at the chat and I see two questions here. One's on Sky Moore and one's on Garrett Wilson, who's not a failure. But for Sky Moore, they're asking pick 15 this year or Sky Moore, a 10 team super flex oh, start on. 10 PPR. Pick what are 15. you doing there? That's pick, pick 15. 15. I mean, come on. Yeah. Sky Moore. I mean, what you tell me, tell me who it is. I mean, I'd love to hear. Who was the last player? I mean, he played 16 games and was this bad with his kind of draft capital, second round draft capital of his status. Was this horrible? And then turned out to be good later. Terrace Marshall. Person? What? I must have missed that. I must what? have missed that one. Sorry. Um, I mean, Sky Moore, Sky Moore you know, could just certain, use a better certain quarterback. Certain people thought that Terrace Marshall could use a better quarterback. Is that what you Jamar, just said? Jamar Chase. Certain people thought that. I don't know. Nobody we would know. These are minor details. But, you know, yeah. Players like with Sky Moore's profile always fail. Why, why would I want him? Yeah, no, he was overrated as a prospect to begin with, and he was selected to a good offense, and people hyped him up like crazy. He came out of his rookie season, showed us nothing except a few month punts, and now people want him to, to possibly break out. It's not happening. Get. I mean, I don't. Team. I honestly don't think he was that overrated as a prospect. I think. He I was think. Actually, I don't. The I fantasy think, community did. I feel like. I think the fantasy community. I don't agree with that. I think no. I, I don't agree with that. I think he was overrated once he went to the Chiefs. But actually, in the pre-draft process, I don't think he was overrated. I really don't. I, I think he went to the Chiefs. People moved him up more than they should have, and then you know, he just didn't work out. I mean, players don't work out. Just because someone didn't work out doesn't mean that the fantasy community had it wrong necessarily. I actually think that given his profile, he was valued about fairly, but then people went nuts when he went to the Chiefs, myself, someone included. Um, and that was a mistake. Yeah, I snagged a share of him in one league, and it was because he was the Chiefs, and I was just looking at that upside of, hey, Tyree Kill's leaving. Who's going to replace the targets? And there was the hope of the upside was there, even though the floor was pretty low. Yeah, I personally was just never really – I mean, when he went to Kansas City, it obviously peaked interest, but usually there was a guy in rookie drafts who was like, yeah, I'll take them. Like Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I was like I was in on those guys over. Skymore uh, was not a bad prospect. Skymore. No, he wasn't a horrible prospect. No, Skymore I think was like a good prospect. He was Skymore a decent was prospect. A prospect. He was, but when he went to Kansas City, it was just. Uh, oh, well, he became overvalued, but he was a good yeah. prospect. He had 800 receiving yards as a freshman, which is hard to do. Yeah, very impressive. And then you know there was the COVID year, which is uh, made evaluating prospects difficult. And then 13, almost 1,300 yards in year three. So uh, Sky Moore was a good prospect. Just didn't work out. That's all. This was my article. You can read that. Um, 
Can I say one one last thing on that before we get to oh, the next? Sure, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, I, I think the evaluation of prospects is going to settle back down starting next year. Um, now that we've gotten a few years out from COVID, I think we'll start to see start to see things balance back out. We'll, we won't have these guys that played four games one season as freshmen or sophomores or the redshirt year, and it's gonna. Be, I think we're gonna see sure, things yeah. start to settle back down, and I think some people will have some bad habits of filling in the gaps with narratives due to the COVID years. Um, and so that allows for opportunities for us, for good talent. What's it called? People with good eyes for talent to really shine through and separate themselves without needing a narrative to drive their uh, analysis. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a good point because guys that have that production early on in their collegiate careers like cd lamb stepped on the field as a freshman for oklahoma and immediately you're like this guy's this guy's special yeah. now and you, you see a lot of the top top tier wide receivers kind of have that productivity right out the gate so yeah, i think that's that's a that's a pretty good point there yeah i would just say the covid year made evaluating a lot of prospects really tough yeah, it did. It made every, it made everything really difficult. Um, it hurt the analytics people more because it's tough to like redo your whole analytics model to incorporate the COVID year. It just there's just no way. There's a real way to do that. It, you know, I think it pushed people a little bit more toward leaning on film. Um, and I think that we'll be moving back to. A more even model moving forward. Yeah. I mean, this year, you know, players had two years after the COVID year. Yeah, not too worried about it. The one thing I will say though is we used to have in the fantasy community a saying of like year three is the year that receivers kind of take off and you'd give them kind of that year one, year two ramp. I think we've kind of had that what have you done for me lately mentality. And if you didn't believe in Sky more in the beginning, you definitely are kind of validated here. If you were a believer in Sky Moore, though, you know, and that's your gut is that's your evaluation is you love him. I could see people sticking with him. And and once you get to that, like pick 15 in this draft, there is that little bit of like, all right, I could see the talent drop off around there. So I could see where that could be maybe an intrigue if you, again, just were a believer in the talent. Yeah. And just to play devil's advocate, like the Chiefs haven't added tons of wide receivers like. You know, like they, they, it's still Sky Moore's opportunity is still open in this offense if he really wants to take it. I mean, obviously the draft's coming, and you know, you still have DeAndre Hopkins out there. Like, obviously things could happen, trades could be made, things could be done. But for now, also Travis Kelsey, who is now thirty three, I believe thirty three, yeah, thirty three. We'll be thirty four like, before week four. This offense is pretty open for Sky Moore to take an opportunity. Just playing devil's advocate there, like it's, yeah, it's the opportunity Let's, there. Yeah, okay. He did catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He did. He did. That was that, like, wide open. That was, like, it was, uh, he started to come across, and then he just cut back, and he was just wide open, right? Yeah. All right. DeAndre Hopkins is coming to the Bills. I, I, maybe? I I do. I mean, it's the Bills or the Chiefs for me. If on or DeAndre Hopkins would be, that would be news article. There's news articles out about it right now, about the potential for D-Hop to the Bills. Oh yeah, I think it's it's either Bill. I think I like Tyler what he said. It's either Bills or Chiefs. I think those are the teams that have been linked to him. Hopkins from the start. Be uh, 
You're trying to trade me for Garrett Wilson. What should I expect from one quarterback PPR? Uh, well, I'd like the 102 or, and one, or 103 and uh, 2024 first. How does that sound? Something like that. A lot. Jameer, so Jameer Gibbs or JSN. Yeah, and right? a 24 like kind of that kind of play yeah, I think so. first. I think so. I'm, I think that's what it's going to take. I'd be. I, I would need I'd, that. I'd be all right with I, that. I'd I'm not going to take less. Yeah, I would take. I, 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 I I'm not going to take less. I agree. I would. I wouldn't really take less either than that. That sounds about right. I mean, players who are drafted in the first round, especially the top ten, and who have a season at a rookie year like his. If you look at that list, that list includes. It's very good players. Like yeah, Jamar Chase is on there. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is on there. OBJ, Julio Jones. AJ Green, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, Larry Fitzgerald, Devontae Smith. He didn't have his very as, good list. He didn't have as stunner of a rookie year, but he's still an impressive rookie year for wide receiver. It's a very, very strong yeah. list. Very strong. It's a list you want to be on. You want to be on that oh, yeah. list. So, I, I, yeah, I would, uh, I would like a lot, please. Not to mention um, he's catching passes from Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White last yeah, year. So. You know, it was so funny that if you we didn't even play, really talk about the Aaron Rodgers trade. I mean, it's one of the things on my oh, list. Yeah. I, I would say. I mean, we've all assumed Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet for a while. I talked about it on my video. I would suggest you know people go and, and watch it. It is a good video. You know, I, I am. I'm. I'm trying to get those the short video timing right. You know, it, it's tough for me not really my strength to talk about a topic i'm good answering questions but to talk about a topic on a short video stuff for me but there's a link check it out if you tell me if you like it and you know what if you don't like it tell me because it's easier for me to change how i do those i'm alone it's six minutes if you want me to do it in a different style i can you know i could i could talk like that or whatever fuck it who cares i could do whatever i don't give a fuck it's it's six minutes. If I don't like it, there's another one to go, you know. So, just tell me tell me what you like in those videos. I'm really looking for feedback on those. At the end of the day, the format of these long live streams is not going to change that much, you know. It, they they have to be done a certain way. But those short videos, I'm open to a lot more ideas. Thoughts on this trade? I feel like I saw this on Twitter. Maybe not. Maybe it was another Deontay Johnson trade. Well, anyway. 104, 403, and 412 for Deontay Johnson, 24 first, 24 second, and the third. So what do we think about this one? I think it's interesting. One QB. Yeah. I mean, 104, I mean, you're likely looking at that tier break after JSN, Gibbs, and Bijan. So you're likely looking at Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, Zach Charbonnet. There's a bit of a teardrop there that you're looking at. I I think I want the the... I think I want the um I think I want the 24 first side. I definitely do. I want the 24 I'm first side. You. Yeah, I mean yeah, like right. it's a 24 first, second and a third for a first, fourth and a fourth and then you also get Deontay Johnson with the 24 side. I think that's who could be better than you, what you draft at 1 4. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Deontay I, Johnson by himself is better. It could be could be 104. Yeah. And I like the, and that 2024 I, I I I wouldn't go that far either, but it's like But that 2024 first you say likely late. All it takes is one bad week in the playoffs, and that's suddenly the 107. Yep, or an injury exactly. to their top top guy. I, yep. Yeah. For me, it's pretty clearly the Johnson side. Yeah. Agreed. I would agree. Anyone have something about this? What's your favorite site other than the ones you contribute at to get fantasy advice? 
the fantasy footballers are the, the best fantasy ball podcast. I was going to say that as well. They're the fantasy footballers the are my They're favorite. Well, I was going to say a porn site because those are fantasies. Are... <laughs> what did we talk what about the last we did last week? <laughs> what did we end up talking about? We talked about, talk about my OnlyFans. We talked about OnlyFans.com no. slash Tyler the Fantasy Creator. It's not really Tyler there. The I just creator. wanted you to no, know. No, no, we, <laughs> talked, no we, we did. No, there was. Uh, uh, we talked. Go about back it. and rewatch the show. Give us another we view. We did. We talked about <laughs> there's something that happened. Oh, my yeah, God. You know, what? I would say uh, oh, the Fantasy Footballers. In terms of other podcasts I listen to, I don't watch a lot of actually I watch no other fantasy football YouTube other than my own. Occasionally I'll watch Front Yard Fantasy here and there. Uh not as much without Josh on there. Um I'm biased towards Josh. Um let's see. Oh, fantasy pros. They're good. They're not yeah. the same without tags. No. Um tags, is... tags was fantasy pros. Tags um, was it. Yeah, that's that's something that it's probably been a while since I've talked about this on the show, but like I always have kind of looked up to looked up to tags, even though I'm obviously not as like polished. I never will be as he was, but um, he actually followed me like the week he got sick. And I was always like, I was looking forward to interacting with him on Twitter and I never got to essentially he, yeah, he got sick and then, you know, everything happened after that. And I just kind of, it put me in kind of a tailspin at the start of that season. It just kind of, everything just kind of felt sad. Yeah. The whole community, I feel like got, got shook by that quite a that bit. Was, yeah. That was heartbreaking. So young too. Like so young, no one had a bad word to say about him ever really. Yep. Yeah, he was just was, fantastic. But in, in terms of other stuff, uh, it, I mean, yeah, there's not that much else. I mean, Ray, Ray G's stuff is pretty good for rookies. Um, I'll give you two other ones. Like, I, I'm a huge Josh Norris guy from when he was over in uh, the Roto World side, and now he's at Underdog. I, I like Josh Norris a lot, and I think Hayden Winks that um, kind of partners up with him is is pretty good. So they're, they're two of the guys that I tend to trust more than a lot of the guys in the industry, to be honest. Yeah, I, I feel that. I don't know. Am I considered trusted anymore? I I don't even know. You're trusted. You got a good hit rate. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? I? I honestly, you know. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. I just saw a big. I just saw a notification on Twitter. So, uh, NFL draft analyst at Pro Football Network named Tony Pauline or Tony Pauline. I've heard of. Just, I've heard of him. He's, he's, a, cool. he's, he's, legit. he's a pretty, yeah. pretty decent guy. He's a pretty good guy. The he's Eagles legit. are making he's the Eagles are making a late push on potentially drafting Jax the Jigba. Wow. That would be absolutely insanity. And they they're at that. 10. Remember, they're at 10. They absolutely have the power to do it. That would be I don't think that's the smart pick. It'd I don't awesome, but it's not the smart pick. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't. Um, I don't really believe that either. There's too many other things. Just to wrap up on this, I would say you know Hutch's podcast is very good. Oh, um, I listen to it every once in a while. Thank I, you. I think it. You know, part of the reason I like it is it. It sounds a lot like how I think I would have sounded. How many years ago? How old are you, Tyler? 
28. 12? Uh, 12 years ago. 12, or 12 years ago. Yeah, it does yeah. sound a lot like, honestly, it sounds a lot like me. I've always, I've always said that if yeah. I was looking for the Tyler replacement, you know, in 10 years, it would be, it would definitely be Hutch. Um, oh. Yeah. Thank you. Most sim- yeah, most similar to me of all the uh, people I work with. Oh. Um, although, you know, I always say I'm mean, so I don't know. If being similar, you're, you're, you're not mean. Nice similar in analysis i try really. to be super i try to be super nice on twitter but then people are i mean know <laughs> i know people I got, are really mean to you for no reason i've gotten so much trolls in my account lately it's absolutely insane i get so many trolls bro i live rent free in this one guy's head oh my goodness i think it's rick james on twitter i don't remember his handle, <laughs> but that's bro. a fake account too <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it's a troll account but dude Every single tweet I put out, like it always says, like show more replies on Twitter. And when I see that, I was like, "Oh, Rick's here," and I click it. And it's always like some stupid comment on my thing. Uh, but yeah, I've so, I've so many haters on my Kelly. I've even had like DMs that are pretty not nice. Like, because well, I have my open. DMs turned off. Because my my DMs are open. Because I, I I just have my DMs open to everybody. But uh, I mean, I always get like bots like wanting me to do crap or like. Uh, like sugar mommies or whatever i always get sugar those mommies i get sugar mommies dm me all the time bro it's so weird but then i also get like trolls like telling me like i'm an awful like analyst and that i'm really stupid and that i should stop doing what i'm doing and i'm like okay i'll t- i'll take it i'll stop i think i think it's, it's insane i think it's a recognition that we have to recognize what the following means i don't because i have 35,000 followers and someone else has 2000 doesn't mean that I'm 17 times better of a fantasy no, analyst than them. And to be honest, I think I'm honestly, I think I'm a lot better than I used to be. I think I used to be a little bit of a talking head. Like go back to three years ago. I don't really think I think it's funny. I think I actually had a grew a following, then learned what I was doing to match the following I had. I think I actually had the following first. Like, I don't think I really knew what I was doing until the last couple of years. I think in 2021, when my Patreon really kind of blew up, I learned a lot really fast. Um, and now I actually think I'm good. I actually think I'm good. I think my process is good. But yeah, there been... was a long time where I was like, not just struggling with imposter syndrome. I actually don't think I was the best. Yeah, but it isn't. You know, had the following. So, you know, just do the best you can. It's insane. Yeah. I like, like when I started in the industry, I mean, I've started like over two years ago. I tweeted out my first thing in like February, like a couple of years ago. Like I never played in a single dynasty league or DFS style format ever when I, I started dynasty doing fantasy ish, content. Never did it. Never did any of it. I knew nothing about dynasty at all. I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd never played in a dynasty league, never done anything. And I basically like taught myself DFS and dynasty for that first like year ish until I like I've known it. And I like now I'm in like six dynasty leagues. And I have like I kind of like know it now. But, I used uh, it's, to say it's insane. Like I didn't know I didn't know enough. But if you go back to my really enough. early, I'm still learning though. I, I used to say I like don't really know anything. I'm I'm just kind of a little bit of a talking head, like a little bit of an airhead when it comes to fantasy football. Now I think I really do. I think I think I learned a lot from spending. You know, now I've probably gone too far the other way. Now I probably lean a little bit insufferable know it all. Um, and, and I get that. I get that. I, I get that feedback from time from time to time. I've tried to tone down the personality so I don't come off that way. But at the end of the day, like I, you know, I do have a lot of confidence in what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm just 
trying to express myself in a more palatable way to people. Cause like, you know, I think it's really interesting. Like I've lived on fantasy Twitter for four years, maybe five years. And I made the switch over to Facebook groups where, no, <laughs> I'm where, so sorry. where some people, there's Facebook. a few, there's a few people, there's a few people that know who I am, but then there's a few people that there's a lot of people that have no clue who I am. The following I have where I speak, where I, where I share my information, where I've written, where, what I've done. And I can't, it's made me better in the sense of I'm not going to rest on oh. who I am and went before, but make sure that my analysis and my points are strong enough to stand on their own without the backing of a 22,000 follower Twitter account. I, yeah. I'm definitely guilty of that. Like, I'm definitely guilty of that. I'm Tyler. Listen to me. <laughs> that, that, that's something I do on Twitter. And I know it. But to be honest with you, it's the kind of thing where, like, it's Twitter. It's Twitter. I mean, what do you want me to do? Give. I get thousands of questions. I literally get thousands of questions. Thousands. What do you want me to do? Write a paragraph for everyone? I mean, that's not going to happen. I try. You do. Yeah, but I, I try. I write. I like every answer. I write like at least a couple sentences. If you I want your get... notifications feed for mine. You would not be able to. Oh yeah, no, it's no, literally no, no, no. not possible. I mean, I get. I mean, uh, I just so I, in school doing. Right, answer your question in complete sentences. And Tyler's been out of high school for yeah, yeah. Like, and he's it's like, so funny. one word. Like, <laughs> like it's so funny. Some because I like write a lot of articles with like DLF and stuff, and it's so funny because like a lot of times on Twitter, like I'll write like I'm writing an article, but specifically in text, people make fun of me all the time because I write so formal when I text. Because uh. like especially kids now, like especially kids like today, like. Like, no one texts formal at all. It's all, like, acronyms and all kinds of crap that I don't understand. But I always – I usually text pretty formal, and people make fun of me so much. It's just, like – it's just how I write. <laughs> it's how I, I write articles, like, as a job. Of course I'm going to write like this. My uh, articles are pretty dry. I will say that. They're not like me on Twitter at all. If you read my articles, you would not know that I wrote them. I don't think. Like, I don't think I come across my articles whatsoever. I think that's fine. I, I see them as more. I probably come across as a very like more educated version of me because I'm always like look, looking at the source, like better ways to say this word, <laughs> I definitely better ways to off. say, better ways to say, however, better ways to say, but better ways to say a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm looking up constantly when I'm running articles because I got no vocabulary whatsoever. It's yeah, unbelievable. I, you know, I, I don't know how I really come off to be honest, but I, I think I'm, a, I think I'm a good writer. I think the best thing about my writing is that I turn it in on time and that it's pretty well written. Not much work for the editors. Um, I don't know. I don't really remember the last time I wrote an article that I felt was like anyone at DLF couldn't have written it. Like the last time I wrote something special. I think it's good, but it's, you know, I, I don't, I haven't focused a lot on making my writing like special. I've tried to make it fit the task and i think that's why dlf has really liked me as a writer because i don't i don't put anything weird in there <laughs> maybe that's uh why they didn't like me as a youtube person because i put a lot of weird stuff in these youtube shows <laughs> the only can you imagine 
I did the OnlyFans stuff on someone oh. else's channel. I think that would be the end of them. Um, I think Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase spoiled us as wide receiver rookies. Yeah, that's that's not. Uh, we have been spoiled for sure. Oh, definitely. But yeah. but the break the breakout in year three is it's a talking point and not actually backed in reality. Oh, it's not. That. It's not. It's never reality been reality, anymore. by the way. It's the, it's not real. The closest we have is Devonte Adams, but that's just a matter of the the bigger targets left. It was a reality in the '90s, which is probably predating yeah. everyone on this channel. It fell off as the <laughs> league as the rule changes changed. The league changed a little bit, and that narrative definitely started to shift. You yeah, don't you, see the year three anymore. I mean, it, it's it's basically year two beginning of year two when you, you know what a guy is and i'm willing to, to give a pass on the first year, year too you want right. to see flashes of a rookie like if you exactly. see nothing you very rarely see guys come out as rookies and do nothing like we're talking about sky Moore earlier you rarely see guys come out and do nothing and then all of a sudden like in year two breakout like that like usually you're not coming from nothing with a breakout there's usually like a reason to be excited for a breakout because you've seen flashes in that first season like but yeah we've been but justin jefferson to Chase were unbelievable rookies like that they, they those guys aren't gonna, that's not going to happen very often ever again i mean i think like, your guy devonta smith is a, a good example right like he didn't yeah. set the He's world on fire example. his rookie year but he had example. a strong rookie season that certainly flashed almost you know over 900 yards stuff like that yeah matters but like he became a totally different player you know and now he's like I mean, you could argue he's like a top 12 nfl wide receiver like you yeah. could argue he's up there like he's unbelievable I think the biggest thing that we have to look for with these wide receiver breakouts is, well, did they face plant? Did they drop significantly from year one to year two going into, the, going into their season? Is face planters, they don't recover. And it's, no. it's a really – You're only getting better from year one to year two. It's a really arbitrary measure. So, and even it even matters for players that are injured or are out for the entire season. Don't cover from face planning. There's just there's just not the sample size for that. And when you talk about failure, as Tyler mentions all the time, we don't want a failure on our teams. But maybe this time, no, not this time. Let someone else make that mistake and then maybe get lucky with hitting the lottery on it. Let someone else do it. Agreed. Yeah, I mean. I feel like Elijah Moore is like the the one like oh, Elijah the, Moore the outlier. I of this loved conversation. Elijah Moore so freaking much, man. I was all in on that kid from since he got out of college. Like I loved Elijah Moore. I'm so sad. Was he actually a face planner? Was he a face planner? No. He totally face planted in year two. No, I think year I two, think year two. Yeah, near, I, going that. going through year two, but like the the pre draft yeah. or the preseason year one to preseason year two there's a certain arbitrary day that, that, that's set for it because i think it's a ryan mcdowell stat i don't think he face planted if if you're, if you're talking about adp there's no way because everyone was riding that hype train me included oh he's he, he shot, oh he shot up he was a top 20 wide receiver in my rankings and he was approaching he top was top 10 for people i was so i was oh top 10 well, I mean, he that's probably my guy. He and Javante Williams truthers were just so over there going, oh my gosh, oh, this is Javante amazing. <laughs> I mean, before Garrett Wilson, he was in my top 15. He was there. 
Wow. He was absolutely there. I was all in. Like, I mean, he just showed everything you wanted to show in a rookie year. Everything. He showed you everything. And you're stepping into year two. He's going to be the clear number one target. Then Garrett Wilson's drafting that changed things. But, like, he was still set up for a very successful season. We thought Zach Wilson could break out with his new weapons. And it really didn't pan out that way. And it's just really, really unfortunate that Elijah Moore. Because, like, now Elijah Moore, it's clear that he has attitude problems. And now he's been traded on the rookie contract. Like, usually guys that are traded that early in their career, especially after, like, that kind of year two, I, I just don't think it's – I'm not really in on Elijah Moore anymore, unfortunately. So I got so much heat on Twitter last year because <laughs> I had Elijah Moore outside of my top Mike. 40. Outside of my top 40, I've Ooh. never been an Elijah Moore trader. Even coming out of college, Ooh. he has never been a guy that I've had any – interest in um I, I i don't see wow. what everybody else has been seeing at, at all and um i'm trying to go back to my 2021 board and see where i had him ranked oh, and i had him i had him at the end of the second round in the real nfl draft had guys like bateman Kadarius tony you know devonta smith jalen waddle chase obviously over him yeah. okay um yeah. so I, he's just never been a guy that i've been like seeing anything more than a productive slot guy but nothing special so I, I i still you know you'll see my rankings this year I'll, I'll have them outside the top 40 again i love it yeah i'll be there as well he won't be relevant to me all right uh is this a plug if it's a plug I guy i appreciate it, it go check out mike's uh work yes go check out mike's work i i can't figure i can never figure out which youtube chat person goes to which twitter account but check out check out whatever this is. Um, it's always complicated. Has Hertz entered the top two superflex, um, you know, uh, conversation? So, what do we think? I mean, we didn't really talk about. He's knocking. He's knocking on the door, but the door is not open. I like that. He's number two in my. He's number two in my superflex rankings right now. So, the door is wide open. Still going to take Mahomes, Allen. Yes. Still going to take them over. Still going to take Joe Burrow. But then I'm probably Hurts. And yeah. I know I, I just I like contract the contract. It's so locked in. Hurts is a fantasy stud with the running ability. He has the elite weapons around him. It's just he's set up for so much success. I have got him at number two. I have no problem with him at number two. I just like to – you got to prove it to me more, like a little bit more to get there. But that's how I like, you know – the the comment that was made of like knocking on the door, right? I feel like that that to me is exactly where he is. He's knocking on the door to that conversation. But I don't I don't fault you for ha- especially as an Eagles fan, you, you kind of are obligated to put him at two. No, I I, I try no, not I to let my bias I try not to let my bias sink in, but I, I truly believe that he's the second best, like legit on the clock. If Patrick Mahomes is gone, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. The running helps too. The running, yeah, he's. I mean, I said Lamar. He's arguably the best running back. I mean, running. Uh oh! Uh oh! Uh oh! Lamar! Uh oh! Fields. <laughs> what? You can make an argument for Fields as a runner. Oh yeah, Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fields. Yeah, Fields is gonna be there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. He's inter- He's very interesting. A god winner, Deontay, worth trading away. Um. Eh. Godwin, you keep. Especially at his age, like 27, I want to keep Godwin. These types of questions are always... But yeah, it always, it's always what? Depends on what yeah, you can get, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely depends on what you can get. 
Josh Norris is a homie. Ryan, you make your bed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even make my bed. It was bed. that one time last year. Everyone, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, I never let him forget it, you know? One time. Love hearing the six. Oh, wow. <laughs> I do say I do say kid a lot when I could like call prospects like I love this kid like I always say kid it's like yeah it's interesting <laughs> it is oh do we oh, need you gotta go to the next comment because the Twitter account that he dropped in there I've been interacting with a lot the last couple weeks great account and has been just pumping out material so definitely well you know this Twitter I don't account, know if I follow that account I well don't the Twitter account asked me. me for a lifeline like can you help me Sometimes all you oh, yeah, do no, is... Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike. We've interacted. Yeah, yeah I've interacted with him ask. a few times lately, actually. I'm really I not a recognize bad that person. Handle. If you ask me for help, I'll often say oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Mike. Mike Kaj is awesome. Yeah. And backs it up. I mean, pumping out content. Like, I, I feel like I've been retweeting a ton of his stuff, and it's been good content. So, yeah, that's a good plug. I would say, you know, just, at, you know, if you ask me for help, one day I might ask you for a favor. And you know when when that day comes, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> um, I can't do that voice though. I can do a Cookie Monster voice, but no one wants to hear that. <laughs> Pass. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. No, <laughs> I, I say it. I, I say it out of, you know, I say it out of the kind of thing where like. A lot of people in the industry say it's difficult to get started. I always say, have you asked people in the industry, can you help me? Yeah, some people haven't asked. Yeah. If you don't ask, you won't get, right? I mean, that's how the world Seriously, works. Seriously, that's it. You don't ask, you won't get. So yeah, I've had, it's been interesting. I've actually been able to like I had a uh I have had a couple people like reach out to me and say, Hey, I have actually there was one specifically who was like a fan of me and Man. loved my content. A fan of me. He was like 13 years old. He loved what I did. And he said he wanted to start fancy, like fancy sports stuff of his own. And I actually got on the phone with him a few times and like talked about starting a Twitter account and stuff. Um, I think his name. I think his name is. Uh, oh my god! I think he's at the FF Kid on Twitter. So uh, he's been. I think he's been tweet. He's been tweeting around for a while now, having fun. Uh, but yeah, he was like, I heard I, I, someone DM me. I can't remember who showed me him, but he's a fan of me, and uh, I got on the phone with him a few times, and he was he was really sweet. He was really cool. Really really cool kid. And people should take advantage of it. I mean, it's like, yeah, Twitter didn't exist when I wanted to get started back in the day. I was like handwriting a letter to Mel Kuyper and like finding uh, an email and like mailing it to like physical mail to wait, ESPN. How old, how old are you? I'm 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 getting the high thirties right now, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, nah, he's lying. He's capping. I don't no. believe that. That's cap. 30, I don't 30, believe 30, that. That's man. cap. No, 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 no. I got Liar. baby number two on the way. I've been married for over a decade. Hey, hey, <laughs> Liar. Yeah, man. Lucky Lucky that's all my kids are really up on the wall. That that's insane. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. That painting. Just the the bottom ones, like the. Oh, I was the, gonna say. No, not the painting. If your kid. He's a savant. Drew, the kid painted this <laughs> rose painting in the top right. Uh, we would we would need to put your kid on. A where's your Where's your mansion? Path. Like, uh, that's yeah, yeah. we would be needing to visit right. the museum. I think <laughs> that would be a problem, but you know, unfortunately, not. What is that painting? What is that rose? 
What That's is that? uh, Ernesto Urena. He's a great uh, Native American artist. Um, he does a lot of work with Shepard Ferry. Uh, definitely worth a, a follow. He does some really nice stuff. He did the the Fuji's print up there too. Wow. You're Ooh. so lucky. You have all this nice art. I have nothing. Ryan in the background has nothing. Ryan and I actually have a very similar background. Sitting in gaming chair. Are we sitting in the same chair? I don't know. <laughs> very no, similar. No. They're not very the similar. Same. Very similar. Very no. similar. I need, chairs. I need a chair. Yeah, Hunt, you, need a, you need a chair upgrade, bro. I do. Oh, my God. My Hunt, chair. what the fuck are you sitting on? <laughs> it's a chair. Oh, but where's oh, the rest mean, of it? Give me <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. It's a small ass chair. Hold on. Wait, give me a second. And there's no it's back. It's gonna be like a folding chair. <laughs> how do you sit? Wow. How do you sit in that? Wow. That's so uncomfortable. It's so bad for your. Oh no no, it's so awful. Dumb. Oh no, it's awful. I need definitely need a new chair. Yeah, you it's need bad. a new chair. That chair is unacceptable. My room. Here's the thing, because like I don't know, like if people like know this, but like my my bedroom's already small. My bedroom's like I don't know, like it. 10 by 15 kind of space is, like it, it's is small. it is it smaller than mine where you can see the back wall right there and i could walk back to it uh yeah it's probably it's probably about as big as your room it's probably like it's a, it's a small room maybe even smaller it's a small room like it really is my recording studio is in my bedroom i've cut out like a i don't know like a seven by five space that's my recording studio it's where my desk is where my computer is where everything is that's so i don't really have space for like a but ginormous chair so i have this tiny chair and it, it does suck it's a bad <laughs> chair lucky you, you can't even see it what what's that i said lucky him that he cut out space and doesn't have his bed in the background well yeah you make <laughs> yeah. you don't make your bed one time and then there's a big problem ever <laughs> since then a big problem i can't have a bed in the background i don't make it and there's we might have folded. to look there's, into your situation there's always folded laundry on top of it because i never put my laundry in my closet in time like my mom always puts my laundry like on the on the bed folded because so I so she forced me to put it away, but then I just leave it there, and then it's always what there. If, so it's what always if Ryan? What if Ryan's bed isn't actually real? What if it's just a green? <laughs> it's oh, a, dude! You green know what? Screen. It kind of looks like it can be from the. <laughs> you know, back. it actually it's does funny. look like a green screen. <laughs> why just fooling us? Ryan, I why can't I see it? Your room kind of looks like. A oh, there you like, go. Now we got some movement. Like you movement. Yeah, you saw the, you saw the wrinkle. Doesn't yeah. it kind of look like a prison? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had a room. On. I had a room once, a bedroom once without windows. I had no windows and no AC and no, like, no air. What kind of bedroom whatsoever. was that? CPS was a... would remove kids for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the Harry Potter, like, like under the stairs. Like foster, <laughs> like, like foster, foster homes cannot do that. Thing. Are I you the oldest the sibling? Now it's not a prison. I am the oldest sibling. I am. So if that's what you had, I imagine what your siblings had. You no, no, no. They... Here's the thing: me and my two brothers were sharing a room at the time, and I was like, I want my own room. So it was a ginormous room. So what my parents decided to do was build a like, like actually build a wall in the middle of this room, divide it into two. And the thing is, where they cut it off, I had no windows. I had nothing. Ah, that so makes sense. it got All so right. hot in that room. Some it got like when it was summertime, it got so hot. That I had to move to my brother's room and sleep on the floor next to the AC because it was too hot in my room to sleep. Like it would reach like 90 degrees, 100 degrees in there. Like it'd be so hot. I see. It would be insane. Yeah. What? But yeah, that's, I, I appreciate my, this. My life, a... bed, my life of bedrooms has been ridiculous. I've had the most ridiculous bedrooms of all time. But I've only ever had a couple. You know, I had the one. Oh, I lived, lived in the same home. place for a very long time. I've lived in. 
you know, it's at um, one, two, three. People could find me. It's not that hard. I mean, you can find anyone. It's 2023. But I'll make you work for it. I do appreciate them. Shoot some prompts. Let's go. Well, yeah. Well, Bijan's RB1. If you're not well, we have, Bijan yeah. RB1, it's a problem. No, I did have you not have Bijan RB1? No, I think everyone does. Um, right? Number two. I, have, I mean, someone, I have Bruce Hall number two. Someone argued with me today that Damian Pierce was worth the 101 and a 24 first. <laughs> oh, that was so funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I, what? I, I, I can actually scared. debate that. I can read you the DMs as he tries to tell me. Yes. This is a good deal. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll send oh him later. But God. I literally go, if this is such a great deal as you're trying to argue with me, why are you offering it to me? Why not just keep him? That's a good point. Oh, and I hate when people do that. That's why I don't talk to anyone. It's the sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Well, no, I do talk to people. My one sales pitch is if you accept the trade, I, I have really have a miserable life. Sometimes if you accept the trade, it'll give me a little bit of happiness on this miserable day that I'm having. Oh, and you would, you would be stunned God, how much trip. that works. You would the be stunned trip. that that works, but it does. I've been working Oakley. a trade for weeks. Oakley. I'm going to send that tonight and I will DM you there if it go. works. Tell me if there it works. That'd be this, so fantastic. This is why I, okay. Oh. This is why I don't play fantasy football as Tyler because I'll do anything to win anything. Including that, or whatever it takes. I will say, for most yeah. of the times I said that, my life really kind of was miserable. It's a very honestly, I'm doing great now. I'm doing great now. I'm very happy. It's the first time I've been happy in a long time. But it's great. You know, I've been pretty miserable during my time in the fantasy football creation. I mean, COVID and everything, and a lot of other stuff. I uh, did. I haven't been so happy. Now I'm now I'm doing pretty well. But you know, for it's most that of the great time, it was milk miserable. bar box I sent you back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did send that, didn't you? That was a long time ago, yeah. Wow, I, year, I, year I forgot about that. <laughs> Fuck. That's, um, why did you send me that again? You were having a bad day, man. Oh, you were so you were struggling. <laughs> oh, my God. So I tried to do a, a little so pick-me-up. That's so sweet of you. That's so <laughs> sweet. That's really um, nice. Goodness totally crazy. forgot about that. All right, I have some more things in the news. So Chris Moore signed with the Titans. Nobody cares. Uh <laughs> The Cowboys picked – so there were some fifth-year options. The Cowboys picked up the fifth-year option on C.D. Lamb. Boom. Uh, the Bengals on Joe Burrow and the Vikings on Justin Jefferson. Nobody so cares about any of that. Um, okay. They must have thought long and hard about that, you know? Yeah. So there was – so we talked about Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets. Watch the Tyler video if you want to see more about that. Um, in terms of other news, there was uh, – people saw that uh, Odell Beckham assault situation. Um did anything ever come out of that? I I'm not sure. I like got the last word. I that. saw. I, I looked for more. Re, I've looked for more news the last couple of days. I have not seen any, anything else. Like I heard a rumor that it wasn't true. So I I think I'm. We're just mostly moving on from that. I think so. Yeah. Unless anything else comes out, I feel like it was just kind of maybe maybe fake yeah. news. Honestly, I feel like the Ravens wouldn't sign him if that's what was going on. Well, it happened after, but I think it was fake news. Yeah. I don't think it actually happened. Um, okay. In terms of other things, Tom Brady was linked to the Dolphins. Okay. Please don't believe that. No. Uh, Tom Brady's retired. No. And then, uh, what'd you say? I said pick 32 for it. 
Huh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So there were a couple of uh, commanders use Sam Howell's their starter. We know that. But I would not be surprised, just to <laughs> touch on that for a second. If, if someone if, falls uh, in this draft. They're the one team I could see maybe at 16 taking, Hen- taking Hendon Hooker. Ew. Oh, no. I would not like that. I, I mean, Hen- like Hendon Hooker. I would Hen- not Hooker's, like that at 16. No, no, I, don't get me wrong. Hendon Hooker's fine. It's not that I hate him as a prospect, but a 16 overall? I think if they – listening to some people that are plugged on in with that team, like Logan Paulson and a couple other guys, it does seem like there's the smoke is real there, that they do like him. Uh, but I don't think it would be in the first round. I think if it is in the first round, it's going to be a trade back, or I think you would see it in the second round if he's staring him in the face and you yeah. know pick 216, then, then maybe they make that move. I, I think the like of Sam Howell is legit. I don't think it's a ton of smoke. I think they feel like – they look at the rest of that division and what the quarterbacks are being paid and they're going to pay him a million bucks a year for the next three years and could build that roster around him. And the way they're constructed with all that expensive D line and chase young coming up to and Montez sweat coming up to, I think they kind of have to build around that cheap quarterback. So I think they like Howell. I think they brought in Brissett as a, as a fallback option in case the wheels fall off the bus. And I think, uh, I think that's what they're going to roll with. I, I think you'll see them draft, Hooker, if he's there in the second or third round and staring him in the face, like I said. But other than that, I think you could see them maybe grab like a mid fourth, fifth round guy, developmental prospect to to work with and grow with under Biennemi. But I think that's that's pretty much the extent of their quarterback search. I would agree. Yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're not going to make a move like trade up for a quarterback. Sam Howell is the I think Sam Howell will be the starter. I mean, there have been some rumors of certain quarter. I mean, there's been rumors of Will Levis falling outside of the top 15 and rumors of Will Levis going number one overall. So, <laughs> you know, we'll find I out. Just saw a tweet. I just saw a tweet while we were streaming that was really, really interesting. Like, uh, it popped up on my feed. It said, uh, what, is, like, what is more likely, Will Levis 101 or Will Levis falls in the second round? <laughs> and I was like, that is, that is so interesting. Is so he's an interesting like, he's an interesting prospect. And I'll, I'll give you guys a good little I nugget. I don't like he grew up in the town next to where I grew up, and uh, he, oh. he grew up in a town called Madison, Connecticut, and he did not win his high school football starting quarterback job, and he transferred to a small high school, a private high school, Xavier High School in Middletown, Connecticut. Then he goes to Penn State, doesn't win the starting job there, and transfers. So that's a little bit of a red flag for me. I do know some people there who have coached him oh, yeah. even in like youth programs and stuff, funnily enough. And uh, they say great kid and, and works hard and everything. So checks all those boxes. But um, I do think he's got a skill set that the NFL is going to like. I think he's going to go higher than Twitter people like him, um, like all the Twitter analysts that are kind of put in rounds two, three, four. I've been seeing like he's, he's going to be a top 10 pick. Um, he's a guy, though, that like if Levis Stroud, obviously, I'm not even going to say Bryce Young, but if those two guys, if one of them fell to 16, that's the only way I could picture the commanders making a, a move at quarterback. But other than that, I think that's they're saying. But yeah, I, I, if Will Levis or CJ Stroud or one of those Richardson fall to sixteen, that's kind of CJ Stroud's not going to fall that far. Will no. Levis is there's so much been going on. I do think though, Will Levis if he's on the board at fourteen, New England will take Will Levis. Oh yeah, New and New then New Mac New Jones will be moving on to another location. Oh, uh, yeah, that is interesting. 
I mean, you could also see like if happens. the Texans, you could also see the Texans if they don't draft the quarterback number two if at twelve, if Will Levis sitting there, they'll take him. I, the Texans can say they're not going to draft the quarterback at two. Oh, they're going to draft like the quarterback. To. That's not going to happen. They're going to draft the quarterback. Yeah. No, I still, I still think it's going to be simpler than a lot of people think. I really think though that the interesting thing is going to be what happens at three with a trade up. What happens? I mean, it's possible quarterbacks go one through four. At the end of the day, Carolina, Houston, and Indianapolis all have nothing. Carolina is going to get the quarterback they want. Houston and Indianapolis have nothing. So it'll just be interesting if Houston or Indianapolis doesn't go for a quarterback. Oh, Indy has to. I think Indy's trading up to two. I think it's going to go. I think you're going to see. I think Levis is going to go two. I think you're going to see Young go one. I think you're going to see the Texans and Colts swap picks. I think Levis goes two. Cardinals get a little tricky and then i think houston you know if at four will anderson is there i think they that love is legit and i think they take him uh, but i think will anderson was three three. exactly i think will anderson tyree wilson jalen carter all those guys would be in play for arizona they just need so much help on that d line i'll believe oh, yeah. that houston doesn't take a quarterback at two when it happens i, I don't buy it yeah when we see when we see a giant trade lit up on our screen and then you'll believe it, right? Yeah, I'll believe it. I mean, it'll make you know. The thing is, though, like if they were to like draft Will Anderson and JSN and like other picks, like in this year's draft, and then crash for Caleb in twenty twenty four, crash like, for Caleb. That's not like an awful strategy because you're gonna get a lot of pieces in this year's draft, and you're getting a guaranteed like, like a amazing prospect and. Caleb William better than any of the prospects in this class. Yeah, but what happens if they do what but they did this Houston, year? Houston, <laughs> when they won the last game of the year. But, I mean, Houston will lose their entire already small fan base if they <laughs> tank again. I love but it. Their entire already small fan base. <laughs> they're going to lose everything. <laughs> it's a proud fan base. <laughs> it really is. Is it really? Houston, Texas, are the Los oh, they could fire you down there. both in that conversation where it's like, there's no fan base. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> you know which fan what fan base do you think hates Tyler the most? Mm. Which, which fan, fan base, base do you think you? comes after me the most? Uh I'm trying to think about players you hate. There's the most. one that comes after me more than any other. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think well, salty, the Jets for some reason. Jets fans are crazy salty. Oh my goodness. Today, the yes. Today yeah, and yesterday, today yes. But it's not yeah. usually the Jets. Uh because I really love Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Is Dallas fans? No, Dallas fans love me. I'm higher than Dak on, on the most. Huh. I love Lance. Who, so no, who are you crazy law? Is it? Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think of like Steelers. Like, it's got to be the Steelers. Ooh, yeah, maybe. With all that juju hate over the years? No? Nope. Is it Patriots fans? Nope. It's the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins. 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 Which is so odd because I'm higher on Tua than most fantasy analysts. But apparently Dolphins. having Tua anything less than top five is not good enough. Yeah, and if Dolphins you have Harry in hyperbole. As like not the number one, number two receiver in the NFL, they attack you. I know. Like they go crazy and they will attack you. Like the Dolphins fans. So speaking of Tua, crazy. he considered retirement but decided to continue playing. That's yeah, how I feel every week on the show. I always consider retirement and decide to keep doing the show. You know, so I can relate to his feelings. God, I, I want him to retire just for his like long-term health. I know I, I like cringe watching the Dolphins. It's like so hard for me to watch now. 
It's yeah, it's it's the same. It's like Jordan Reed when he was tight end for Washington. Like he got so many concussions that I was like, just just please retire. Like please I don't want to yeah. I don't want to see you deteriorate at thirty five. Yeah. Um. All right. We also Jameson Williams was suspended six games for violations of the gambling policy. I suggest you watch the video I did on that. I talked about it in detail. It was um. It was kind of Williams. Sad. Yeah. I, I think the rule is stupid. That rule is yeah. I think that rule is dumb. For non NFL games, it's it's pretty dumb. That's the link <laughs> to the Jameson so Williams dumb. video right there. There there was also stuff about like their coaches, like assistant coaches, also getting let go from the team in the previous weeks about. Well, because it wasn't just Jameson Williams; it was a big violation. I mean, there were a yeah. lot of different violations. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, at that point, just turn off turn off the local Wi Fi. Turn off the team Wi-Fi. Yeah, they can't catch it. The fancy footballers mentioned that in their latest episode. They were like set telling JMO, don't use the Wi-Fi or they won't catch you. Because like they won't they won't they won't track you. You secure a <laughs> VPN can't. or something. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I, I mean, do you know the same thing happens in my school. I'm I turn off Wi-Fi at my school because they can track everything I do on my phone if I turn on the Wi-Fi. I mean, oh, at that point, if, 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 you're, if you're JMO, like, you know, he wasn't playing underdog because underdogs banned in Michigan <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. It was uh, fine two years ago, and then it's fi- is no longer fine. Maybe you should move. <laughs> See, I, I've considered that, but I also live five minutes away from the Lake Michigan beaches. And that, and Why I don't you move to New Texas. York City? It's very nice. There's here. no beaches in New York City. Ah, you're close to the Jersey Shore. There's no beaches in New York City. There are plenty of beaches here. West they Michigan. They feel like beaches. West Michigan. They have a lot like of beaches. garbage on them, and they're loaded with polluted water. doesn't mean that they're not beaches. <laughs> West Michigan beaches is actually nice viable. Oil oil there's a nice oil slip like when you go swimming. It's a really, it really adds charm to your experience. you got a glow on your skin. Literally, I love New York. I love New there's a sign so that says, so do weird. not swim in the water. People <laughs> do it anyway. But it says, do not swim. Very dangerous water. Oh, my goodness. You know oh, that yeah. if you light the eat portions, of, if you, like, torch portions of the East River, it'll burn. It's that bad. <laughs> Think about that for a second. That much That's oil bad. in there. Yeah, it's insane. All right, Dynasty. top five running backs in Dynasty. We were talking about that a little bit, then we Maybe got like off we, track. Yeah, we 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 covered Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, yeah. <laughs> <Top five>. I, <laughs> agree. I agree. Damian Pierce. Uh, who else? Uh, Tyler Algier. Oh, this is fun. Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl. Oh, I'll take every fantasy league. Every know. fantasy I mean, league. I like the Giants, but I care more about fantasy football. One hundred percent. I love the Eagles, and my Eagles fan, like my family and friends that are all Eagles fans, will hate me for this, but I will win every fantasy league, and I will love it because I win money, I win bragging rights, and it's just awesome. I haven't seen one in a very long time for Washington, so I would take. Oh that. yeah, and I've won. I saw one last year. It's not a few years ago for Philly, <laughs> so I'm kind of. Have you yeah, seen one in your? Last have you seen one in your lifetime? I was a very young child in my lifetime when they won. And I remember my dad picking me up on his shoulders. That's the only thing I remember about Washington winning. So I didn't actually get to enjoy it. So <laughs> I've been spoiled. I've had two Super Bowls, obviously, in my lifetime. I've had two appearances, one win. 
I guess I, I do remember the 2000 appearance. I do remember that. I was young, but I remember it. You're late four. first Flyers quarterback. What? One what QB, this? like late first Flyers in a one quarterback. Oh, league those are not draft. Flyers. I mean, you know, I have my yeah, rookie ranks flyers. on the Patreon, um, and I would just suggest that we uh, focus on value in terms of Flyers. I mean, I have, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people are, I think, hating on Jalen Hyatt a little bit too much. He's going to get way too much. But I would say, though, yes, people are hating on him. But I do think he, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not sure he's really better than Cedric Tillman. I have them very close. Yeah, I'm I'd rather have Cedric Tillman. I think, though, that people have done a little conflation. Cedric Tillman is underrated. And has been going way too low in rookie drafts throughout the whole process. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean necessarily that Jalen Hyatt is bad. Agreed. Yeah. Is this true? Yeah, the first mm-hmm. one's definitely older than you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. First were there, there, there were no Harry Potter. They were all early 2000s, right? There was none in the 1990s. No, no. None the first 90s. one was in 2001. I think the last one was in, what, 2009? Mm, it might have been even later than there. that. Yeah, I think it was later. Well, Stone was I was born in 06. I was born in 06. And then the last one. 2011 the last, was the last one. Yep, it was the last 11. one. That was five. I have not. Did you ever get I, into Harry Potter? No. I was about to say, I have not watched all those movies. I've watched a few of them, but I have not watched all those movies. I feel like it's just, it's not your time. What? Yeah, it's like no, not your no, time. there are plenty yeah. of Harry. Oh, there are plenty of, like, when I tell, like, people that they, like, their jaw dropped at me. Like really? tell friends at school, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There I are some big Harry, like Potter. Harry Potter. There's some big Harry Potter fans out there. Really? But well, yeah, they're they're big. I've Harry definitely fans. noticed that most Harry Potter, like big Harry Potter fans that I know, and it, and I wouldn't, I would, are my age not, now. Obviously, I know a lot of people my age, but honestly, not really. I also um, tend to agree it is a little bit older, but there are plenty of kids my age that are into Harry Potter. Yeah, I, I do think also there are some issues with Harry Potter that you know have. If you didn't grow up with it. Maybe you didn't go that way because yeah, I don't think my I I think both my parents weren't allowed to watch it from their parents because like sorcery. Well, there's that. Yeah, and then there's like, also the some of, of the things that J.K. Rowling has been saying lately has kind of turned off the like yeah. younger, more liberal audience. Yeah, um, but we won't we won't get into that. I've already I've already uh, gone already and, and gone there today. I've already gone, I've already there, gone there, today. there a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, no, I and you know what. I might have to start, uh, you know, a podcast where I just talk about controversial topics. That would be interesting. That would oh, be interesting. man. Be I, feel like we, I feel like we could come up with, like, Tyler, have you seen the meme of if J.K. Rowling had to name a character and how bad she how bad she does? If J.K. Rowling had to name, had, had to name a fantasy analyst, oh, yeah, it yeah, would yeah. be something like owns oh, the boy. players something, da-da-da. It's not good. It's not good. Not good. You know, I would say that, you know, just given everything that's been going on lately, I think people should focus more on how they can treat other people well and focus less on how to uh, make people's lives more difficult. That's what I'll say. Um, Donald Smith or Traylon Burks and Debo Samuel? Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, 12 teams, super flex. 
feel like that seems about right. I, I was going to say, it feels fair. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like heavily favored. I don't really like Debo Samuel. Side. I don't. Yeah, Debo's gross to me. I think I would take Smith here, though. Barely. Given the market if you, value. If you're I forcing me would, to pick a side. I think I would take the Burke side if I thought I could get what the market value of Debo is for him. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I've tried to trade Debo in my league so much. Nobody wants him, man. Nobody wants Debo. Right I traded. Now. I traded him for the 108, and I'm already done. What? The I'm already done the rookie draft, so I could say who I. Dra- I don't think I, that's I like that strange. I, I know, but I've if I try to get that in one of my leagues, uh, I'd be laughed at. I dropped the Jordan no Addison, so like I take that. His as ADP a says that you can't, so it's not that. I know. I can't, I've tried to trade him for like that kind of deal, and no one's biting. No Ryan, one's biting. Ryan, maybe you should make a trade with me. I have no players left, but I... I no, you have nothing left. <laughs> I did a great job. I think I did the best job. <laughs> Just tell I him it'll make your miserable day better, right? Exactly. You know, I'm going to send an offer. Let's go. I'll just try to do Debo for like the 108. Let's see if I can do it. I think wait, I wait, did no, a one quarterback job. or a super flex? It was a super flex. flex. Right? Okay. Yes. Ryan, maybe people That's, will be interested in... I would in, uh, definitely take that. Let's see what I can do. Mike White. I have to I'm oh, working on him. Goody. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's top tier material you're offering. He's one of the best players on my team. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing well. I have to wait exactly what that trade was. Tyler, just wait just wait for this the the Tuesday morning switch where I take where I put the best player from your bench into your lineup. Well, I, that's a little problem because I currently have zero running backs. <laughs> So you'll be unable to put running backs in the running back spot. Oh, I I gave a I think I gave a late second as well, Hutch. On top of that. Okay. Me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm planning on. I don't want to make my rookie picks. I want oh, to I trade thought. them away. I'll be I'll be knocking when that happens. Yeah. Oh. You know me. Well, I like delaying the draft for as long as I. Well, I like saying, well, the draft will move along after you accept the trade. That, that, then the draft will move quickly, but you combine then it's, that it's with it'll quickly. make my it'll make my bad day somewhat better. You combine those two and it gets it really going. It really does. <laughs> I always say the draft will move. It's gonna move at my pace because I always have a lot of picks in every draft I ever do. I love picks. It'll move at my pace until maybe the trade offer is accepted. And then it'll move a little faster. And then you can always use a line. Well, Twitter will agree with you and take take your side of the deal. <laughs> well, it usually does. Twitter doesn't usually like my side when I take the picks. <laughs> so odds that the giants trade up high you think I, so i think they need a wide receiver and i think they're going to target one so I, I feel like i feel like it's it's yeah. pretty good that they they trade up i think they're going to need to go after well it depends yeah, on what the thing is they, like. the thing is the problem is if a couple of wide receivers get picked early they are sitting behind That's, the chargers and the ravens like those are two teams that are primed to take a wide receiver uh, if the if a receiver falls them, there could easily be four receivers taken before the Giants pick at 25. That would be brutal for them because they would not be able to take a receiver in the first. Well, I think that's so, I think you just nailed might, it. I think yeah. that's why they have to, because I think between yeah. those two teams, if they want to address it now, they could also go O-line depending on who falls they could, uh, or yeah. even like corner or something. But I, I do feel like they are in a prime spot to trade up if they want to go wide receiver, because I just think. Like you said, the Chargers, they definitely could use one. And the Ravens, I, I think, are always going to look for weapons right now to try to lock Lamar in long term. So I think that's a that's a good call out, Hutch. The Giants are on my list of not ideal running back landing spots. 
Well, of course not, because Saquon. No, but ones that if the Giants took a running back in the third round, I would not be surprised. Especially if they don't want to commit long term to Saquon and pay the money. Yeah, because they got. I mean, they have no backups too behind Saquon. They got like nobody. At Breda, that's it. Yeah, if they took yeah. a running back in the third round, I would not be surprised. Like you know, let's if they take someone like Roshan Johnson or Tank Bigsby at eighty nine, wouldn't surprise me at all. all right, not a good trade, landing spot because they could take 10. that running back and then decide it's just third round pick. They could decide to extend Saquon yeah, anyway. Yep, it's not exactly. a good landing spot. Because it's not like some of the other ones, like Tony Pollard, who I, I think if they took a running back would mean Pollard is gone. They could take a running back and extend Saquon anyway. So the Giants are one of the worst landing spots for a running back. That's In terms of call. a wide receiver, uh, I think the Giants will take up, will trade up if they think they need to to acquire the wide receiver they want at 25. But I think they the Giants need a wide receiver one. Like really bad. And two. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they. I mean, they have Isaiah Hodgins. No, uh, to me, Darren. No, to me, Darren Waller is there too. I they think they're one. Mm, Darren Waller can't be a one anymore. They need someone who is a one. I, I mean, don't know about that. Eh, he's he looked washed last year. He looked washed. I mean, I think he doesn't have it. He doesn't have twenty twenty Darren Waller anymore. Someone like you know, if Quinton Johnston or Jordan Addison hits. Uh, that's the kind of one that they're looking for. Darren yeah. Waller, I think we've we're past the point in which Darren Waller can carry an offense. Carry an offense. We're past that point. Darren Waller is not the focal point of an offense. He can't he can't do that. But he can be the two. So but they need someone like that. They need a Johnston or an Addison type of player. And then they actually have good depth. If that's their one and Waller's there too. They have Wandale, they have Slayton and Hodgins, who are good at times, and they also signed Paris Campbell. They actually have good depth if they can get a one, but they need a one so bad. Very badly. So I don't I don't know what they're going to do. If it, I think they're going to do whatever it takes, so I think trading up is a possibility. And in terms of trading up, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are a team that could be interested in trading down. Potentially. The Ravens are a little short. They don't have a second round pick this year. Uh, so they could use maybe a, a, they're short on picks. The Ravens only have, if I'm reading this correctly, they only have five picks in total. Whereas the Giants have, uh, let's see, Giants have 10. Yep. So if the Giants could use a little bit of draft capital to move up from 25 to 22, I think they could to take Quentin Johnston, who's the player I think they're targeting. He's the one they need. Who fits? I see you putting players on the trade block. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got. I was like doing the Debo trade, and then I got caught up in dynasty leagues, and I'm putting players on so, the trade block. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I think the Giants absolutely could trade up. I, I think the Chargers are, might take a receiver at 21, and then Baltimore could trade down at 22. I really hope Baltimore doesn't oh. end up with a wide receiver in the first round because I'm going to hate whoever goes there. Oh my goodness! What happened? A trade that just came in the comments. Levis are like, oh, ew, gross versus gross versus gross. Levis or Lance? Two high no. upside young quarterbacks. <laughs> I yeah. would say I still believe it. it. Depends. I still phrase it that way. <laughs> it depends on right now. I'd rather have Levis based on the rumors. That I, I would trust. as well. But based on what I trust, I'd rather have Levis. 
if those rumors don't pay off and Levis falls in the draft, then I'd rather have Lance. Yeah. But, you know, right now I'm projecting. I still think that Levis is going to be the fourth quarterback taken. I don't buy all of it, all the smoke. I really don't buy it. I think Levis is going to be the fourth quarterback taken. I still just feel like it's not that hard. I feel like Carolina's going to pick Young. Houston's going to pick Stroud, despite all of this nonsense. And I actually think that, you know, we're going to talk about this. It's the last news item. Ryan Tannehill may be traded. There's a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke from Tennessee that they're moving on from Ryan Tannehill and that they're done with Malik Willis. Yeah, they soured on Malik Willis. Well, I think they're trading up then at that point. Right. I think that I think Tannehill will be moved in a separate transaction. Yeah. But I think that, or maybe not traded at all. Maybe they keep him bridge quarterback. I think that Tennessee has their eyes on Anthony Richardson. I do. I do. I think they do. I think Tennessee, for them, I think Anthony Richardson is their one. I think he's their one. I think he's the one they want. He's the one. He's he's their quarterback one. They have their eyes on him. And I think that if they have a deal worked out with Arizona at three, I think. A deal is already done. It's done. I think it's done already. If Richardson is there, I think the deal is already done. I think it's going to happen. We've heard too much smoke from Tennessee, this constant smoke of moving up to that. The pick. trade rumors between like Arizona and that pick have died down. It may be that like a trade was oh, already. No, but completed. Tennessee was the only team that was really formally linked to that. The pick. Raiders we were there. They were there, but we know that Tennessee had a specific conversation because the yes. general manager talked about it. The general yeah. manager is very, he's very interested in moving up to the number three pick. And we know that. So I, I do think there's a chance that that happens for in, you know, as a start to the draft, not before, but during the draft, I think it happens. Trail on Dirk's dynasty managers be afraid. <laughs> I mean, what they have is not better. <laughs> I mean, what would, no, I mean, the only way for it to be better for Traylon Burks is if somehow they trade up and get Stroud. That would fix everything. But the current situation is very unpleasant. I'd rather have Tannehill over Richardson. Oh, man. Tannehill was in decline last year. I mean, I he was in decline. Him. I mean, heavy decline. He looked awful. And now another year coming. Long-term After giving a lot of Richardson injuries, to I don't with. know. I don't know about that. Tannehill was bad for most of his career. Yeah, long-term, really. sure. Richardson, maybe. like, But the first couple of years are going to be brutal. Oh, I don't know. I think this is going to be a rude awakening for Tannehill this year. I really, he looked cooked last year, and now we're turning 35. I, I, his legs are giving out. Easy, so, easy. Do you, oh, you got an old do you guy. Want, do, you want a, do you want a year of decline of Tannehill and then try to answer that, that quarterback question in 2024? Well, that's why I think they're trying to yeah, now, you know? Crash for Caleb. Crash for Caleb. Well, but then you see. still you still have the growth and development of Caleb Williams. Still, the problem NFL. is He's that I don't think the, the Titans have depleted be, their roster, but I still they really think have. they're not the worst. I don't think they're the worst. No, I'm not sure they're going to be that bad. I think they're Arizona is humans, Arizona is top of that list. Thank goodness. Arizona is high on that list for the worst. I don't know if Ryan got that one. What about this? Josh Allen and 110 <laughs> or Lawrence 106 and 112. This is not good enough. I want more than that if I'm trading Josh Allen. It's Allen. Agreed. That one's close for me because the 106 is that's a two-year break. That one's actually close for me. But because I, I love I love Lawrence. I really do. 
Lawrence is like someone I'm super high. It's, it's close. Allen's already done everything you would want Lawrence to do. And you're yeah. you're left with you're left with the leftovers at 106. You're not getting your guy that you want. Yeah. Well, it's if still one of the top guys. What what about yeah. this one? Lance or Love? Love. I want Love. I'll take I, I don't know why. I, I'd rather have Lance. Yeah, you know, I answered that too quick because now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like yeah, Lance, Lance is so much upside. more upside. Oh, so not even close. Yeah. I mean, Love was a horrific prospect. Sat three years. Love wasn't game. good. Yeah. Okay, no, horrific is harsh. Gonna play this year. Yeah, a little harsh. He's still a first-round pick. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think he might. I think that was probably generous. Yeah, possibly. But it's it's about right. I think he was probably went about 10, 15 picks too early for my taste. I don't think I would have given him a first-round grade. Whereas Lance, definitely, I would have given a first-round grade. I still think he went too early, but, you know, he was probably 10 to 15 grade for me, whereas Love was probably 35 to 40. And neither of them have done anything, so why wouldn't I? I guess I'm going to go with the one who was a better prospect originally and who's actually been in the NFL shorter. Um, Yeah. Okay. JSN or Devonta Smith? Smith. Thank Smith. Smith. That's close. Lean Smith. Close. Yeah, it's close. And lean Smith. JSN, but it's going to be good. JSN's going to be JSN's going to be excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends on the landing spot. I mean, if he goes to Houston with Shroud, I think that's oh, close. That would be that be insane. Yeah, if he goes to Houston with Richardson and no quarterback or Levis, then maybe not. You know, we'll see. I would lean Smith though. Still think the Cowboys take a tight end in the first round? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I've never really budged on that. I thought they'd take a tight end in the first round the whole time. Once Bijan at 26 was not really an option. Yes. The answer to this question is yes. Uh, for now, I think their preference is Michael Meyer, but I don't think Michael Meyer is going to be there. Um, this latest mock here Ooh. has them with uh, Dalton Kincaid. I like that fit. That's a good fit. It is a good fit. They really need like that pass catching option. Don't Kincaid. I think if Meyer Kincaid were there, they would take him. If they're not there, then they're not going to take him. I don't think they're going to take another tight end in the first round. I do like, and this is a little controversial, but Sam Laporte is actually my favorite tight end in the class. I'm definitely really? the only person Ooh. who thinks that. But wow, yeah, I don't, I don't see that one. Wow, I like yeah, I Sam Laporte a lot. I actually think Sam Laporte is the tight end, and I think he's very undervalued. I think as the tight end five this year is comparable to Trey McBride as the tight end one last year, but he is my tight end five. He's my five as well. I do like him, but I think one, this class has two tight ends that are significantly better than the tight end one last year. And then, you know, I think, I don't know. I mean, Tucker craft at tight end six is not that much worse than I think Trey McBride was last year. No, I agree. It's a, it's a loaded deep, tight end class. I don't know if you have like the high, high, high end options, but I think it's there. You no, got a lot of guys. That there's no play. Brock Bowers in this class, right? There's no Brock Bowers in any no. class. Kyle Pitts yeah. included. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I always say the only exciting thing about Darnell Washington's film is Brock Bowers. The only exciting thing on there. There's nothing else, but Brock Bowers. I was like, you know, I don't do Debbie. I think I've said this on the show a zillion times. I don't do Debbie. And I was watching, I did the Darnell Washington article for DLF. There was nothing there to write about on the film, to be honest, other than a lot of nice blocking. He did very well with that. But I noticed there was this other player. All of a sudden, he was always open. Always open. And there were big plays. Even though the video wasn't about him, I was like, that's interesting. Who's that? 
And then I looked into his um, his numbers, and I was like, "Oh, this can't. I mean, this has to be a mistake. I mean, this can't be right." College tight ends don't have thirteen touchdowns in their freshman year, and he, but apparently like, it was not a mistake. Dominant since he stepped on, like we talked about, like is, guys like C.D. Lamb, dominant from the second he stepped on the field as a freshman. It's yep. insane. Eighteen-year-old tight end, thirteen touchdowns. I, that's going to be a lot better. That's a lot better statistical profile than Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts was one of the best tight end prospects ever. Receiving wise, Brock Bowers is twice the prospect in his over his first two years. So we'll see what he does in year three, but it is this could be, uh, you know, Special. crazy that it's going to go to that that point. It really could. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know enough about Drake May to talk about him. Uh, Tua Lamb. I'll, I'll take the, the Tua Lamb side. Just looking quick. Uh, yeah, lean that way. Same. It took lean a second way. to digest that. <laughs> yeah. Keep it up. I appreciate that. Um, They don't need to. But I think Meyer or Kincaid would be worth it. Mm, I don't know about that. All right, so we covered all the news. We didn't cover any predictions, but I feel like we talked... Actually, I'm looking at the list of players I wrote up for predictions. I think we talked about most of those. We did, really. I think, yeah. yeah, we did. We, we covered almost all of them. We did. Um, we talked about Quentin Johnson. I do think he goes to the Giants. Um, and, yeah, we, we talked about pretty much everyone here. Uh, the one player we kind of left out completely, we didn't really talk much about Jameer Gibbs. And I think – Oh, I love, love him. But where Do you have, like, oh, a predicted yeah. landing spot for him? I I think he's a guy that ends up going back end of the first round. So I could picture I Cowboys, it. Bills, Bengals, all those teams taking him. Chiefs. I mean, even Chiefs. I yeah. think Chiefs get him. I mean, the Eagles at thirty. If you sit in there, I mean, you wouldn't love that hutch. Like, I feel like that would be a dynamic. Yeah, piece I love Jameer Gibbs. I don't think he necessarily fit that offense, though. I feel like they want. Like, I don't know how much he'd fit in that offense because. Jameer Gibbs is somebody that's going to be a premium pass catching running back. And the Eagles don't necessarily need that because Jalen Hurts is going to run the football every time he sees pressure. He's not really dumping off a ton. I feel like Bijan Robinson or like a more physical running back would fit that offense so much better compared to Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs would do a much better in a Kansas City offense or Bengals offense where they need the running back to catch passes, where they favor that. And especially in Kansas City, where you have Isaiah Pacheco there to grind out some carries, take some work. Like that would be a that would be the dream, and I think it's actually going to happen. Yeah, it'd be like if they it's like McKinnon but on steroids, kind of. <laughs> like, oh, one hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. It's Jared McKinnon but on steroids. That's exactly like couldn't be described better. Why do people totally. think Gibbs is going to be better than Swift? Because what Swift is done in his career is Gibbs's floor, if healthy. Yep, exactly. That's Gibbs's floor. That's the worst Gibbs, case scenario. Gibbs can do that in a timeshare. Better than yep. Swift can do it in a timeshare. Um. I would say Gibbs's floor. There's a situation that I don't think is ideal, but I could totally see happening. Um, Forty-one uh, to Tennessee. Ugh, ew. Hate it, but no, that'd be this so. Is Derrick bad. Henry's last year of his deal. Gibbs is actually a good compliment for Derrick Henry for year one, and then move on from Derrick Henry after year two. Yeah, or for year two. That's so. I could see that. So, especially, if but not if Tennessee has to spend up to go up. Richardson is going to run all over the place and not dump off the football. That'd be, I would oh, I didn't say that, that was a fit I liked. 
You know, no, no, no. I know it's not I what you like. Say it yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, I would. I'm just saying, I would hate that. I, I would like genuinely, uh, 28 genuinely to that. Cincinnati for Gibbs. Ooh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break something down for you guys real quick. And I I did a tweet on this a long time ago, back in February, about Jameer Gibbs, and it, it, it's a pretty interesting stat. So if you go back to 2022 and you look at running backs that met the criteria of 100 carries, so 5.9 or less per game, which is pretty low volume, and four targets per game. Eckler, McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ramondre Stevenson, Aaron Jones, Mixon, Fournette, Kamara, Connor. All of those guys were top 20 backs. Six of nine were top 10. Seven of nine were top 12. All were top 20. You start getting deeper and deeper. And I think what you look at for him is with numbers like that in 2021, even there were 10 guys that fit that criteria. Eckler, Harris, Kamara, Fournette, Swift, Jones, Cordero, Patterson, Jacobs, Barkley, Edmonds, all but Saquon and Edmonds were top five. Gibbs, to me, six carries a game, four targets a game. That's a lock for me for him to hit those numbers. And I think you start looking at like what that floor looks like. And Field Yates did a, a really nice analysis on this. That's kind of where I started digging into that to start off with. But th- it's it's such a low floor when you say, okay, all these guys ended up being top 20 backs in 2022. You go back to 2021, and almost all of them were, um, other than Saquon and Edmonds, and Saquon was coming off that ACL injury. That's a pretty good floor to say, like, he's a guaranteed top 20 running back, and most of those guys finish at the top of the, the PPR league. So I just feel like DeAndre Swift doesn't give you that upside. I mean, we know I don't like DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well documented. Lions. Lions fans sometimes I say are up there, you know, coming after me. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I don't know. They've been told their players are shit for years. So they're used to it. That's true. <laughs> uh, there is. There's no- like, uh, you, you're probably right. Fine. <laughs> There's no chance of this. I, I think Anthony Richardson is uh, not going to be out of the top five. I think if he's there for at Seattle for five, I think they take him. I don't think that I don't even think that happens, but I think they do. I think they do. I think it's a good fit. I do. I actually think it's a great fit. Good weapons. Not necessarily good for those, you know, for DK Metcalf, but it's good fit for him. Good and running he back. Have to start right away. Good running back who's not relying on catching the ball. Really good fit. I saw something uh, interesting from some Patriots fans. Patriots are in love with Zay Flowers at 14. I've heard that a lot. But also yeah. the Packers might have just jumped from 15 to 13 over the Patriots to draft they might have done Zay just Flowers. Drop. Yep. I keep hearing that the Packers about, are interested in trying Mason? to get to JSN, but they might need to trade up again in order to do that. If they want JSN, they're going to have to trade up again. Yeah, that would... Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not seeing them trade up again for JSN, but I could see it just sitting tight and keeping going for Zay Flowers. I, I could see really, the Packers really potentially really. trading up Philly. I mean, they don't My Christian really Watson love need would not anyone. Love that. If they take JSN. Philly, no. Philly doesn't need Watson. Well, they, they right, but the Packers games. could trade up to 10. Oh, yeah. They, Philly. Yeah, yes, they could. JSN and Watson play two different games. Howie loves tra- trading back. The Packers also have extra draft capital if they feel like they need a difference maker. Yeah, they might go for it. Because Jason's the only difference maker. 
Okay. Well, I think we we talked about all the news. Um, we talked. I think we did predictions either formally or informally for all of the players on my list. Um. Oh yeah, all these veterans who could have their dynasty value plummet. We did talk about some of them. Yeah, we talked about most of them. They all got hit on. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, this was over two hours. I mean, I I felt energized. It felt better not having the show yesterday. Uh. Probably about right. Eight for a ranking for redraft for Hall. Five to eight. Definitely. For the injury. Yes. That's, we'll that's we'll see right. how more reports say. And Rodgers is going to help. He's old. Yep. Dumps off. He's old. I mean, Aaron Jones was always great. He's old. Dumps yeah, off. Yeah. Offense should be improved. I mean, it can't be worse at times. And Hall was great even with Zach Wilson playing. So, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, did anyone have anything else they want to plug? Especially Ryan. Yeah. I mean, Hey, come find me at what Gibbs FF on Twitter. Um, definitely active, especially around the draft time. Been dropping a lot of big board rankings with uh, player profile write-ups and, uh, would love to interact. So just come hit me up on Twitter. What Gibbs like Joe Gibbs, uh, what Gibbs FF. Hi, uh, Patrick. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Hutchinson B underscore FF and I have my own podcast, Hutch coming in clutch. So go check that out. And, um, I mean, you can always find my work with DLF with football guys. I am working on a Patreon, which is supposed to post shortly after the NFL draft, which I'm very, very excited for. There's going to be, I was telling Ryan on a Twitter space, uh, earlier, but there's going to be a huge NFL auction Jersey giveaway to start off the Patreon. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I have a, Pretty big name, uh, pretty big guy here. So it's gonna be. I love exciting. it. Nice to kick off. Ryan, Ryan Tune and Patrick. In on Thursday and Friday. That's all I got. Yes. Say. Yeah, I was gonna. Tune in. Yeah, Thursday and Friday for this draft stream. Absolutely. I mean, I'll Patrick. I'll be around all night. I'm gonna be around everywhere. I'm gonna be. Dude, I'm on four a, different streams during night one. Yeah, you're doing. I'm, I'm only on my own show. I'm on four different streams during night one. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I think. I, I think Patrick. I'm on four. Anything? Um, I'm good. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm not like jumping. You are. Stream. I'm not sh- jumping streams like Hutch. I'm not like a podcast Ooh. whore. <laughs> okay. But I love that. Hutch, I, I love you, buddy. This is so good. Um, I to- no, I totally accept. I totally accept. You're like, you're like 100% I'm accept. Four different podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I think so for us here on the not for all me, at once. The- <laughs> You know, if you want, watch the other YouTube videos. That's a podcast videos. game bank. I can't. Watch the other YouTube videos that I posted earlier in the chat. Delete the uh, last, like, two minutes of the show. No, it's mind. not being deleted. Terrified. It's not being deleted. Uh, this is the Jameson <laughs> Williams one. And then this is the Aaron Rodgers one. And then if you want to support me, my Patreon. I am giving it away. No, no one signed up. I'm giving it away. I'm giving away a free month if you sign up by the end of April. I'm giving it away. Sign up. Go for it. Yeah. I'd appreciate it. Um, And then my articles are at DLF. I uh, posted the 101, uh, view from the 101 article in the chat. And then I'll have the streams here. They're they're linked in the bottom of the show. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern starting on Thursday and 6.30 p.m. Eastern starting on Friday. Uh, We'll be right here covering every pick as it comes in. 
And uh, yeah, if I'm running out of gas at two hours and 15 minutes, I don't know what I'm going to do at five hours. But I will I think I have over 40 guests in total. So it's a lot. You have a lot of different voices on that stream uh, to keep me energized. Uh, but yeah, until next time, Thank I'll you. see you all later. Peace.